Question for you. Have you ever wanted to learn more about God and religion and truth and morality and where it comes from and what people believe and, and the different religious views that are out there? Well, if you have, then you're in luck because in today's episode, I sit down and interview Nick Robbins and we go for over two hours and 20 minutes about that exact topic, about the topics of God, truth, morality, religion, where they come from. And it's an open and honest conversation about what I believe, about what he believes, the differences, and how we actually go and get to those conclusions. I'm not trying to prove Nick wrong. He is not trying to prove me wrong. We are sitting here having an open, important conversation about these topics that actually matter. And I think you're really, really going to enjoy it, especially if you're into that type of stuff or have questions about those type of things, because I think it brings a lot of perspective. And we really do. We push and we ask really, really cool questions. So strap in, get ready for it. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I do need to let you know, though, Nick is one of the most amazing, like, upbeat, happy-go-lucky guys I've ever met in my life. He's a very good friend of mine, um, but he does use strong language. So if you're offended by strong language or you have children, it would be a good idea to um, just be aware that uh, once we kind of get going in the episode, strong language is used on this. So uh, strap in. It's going to be an amazing episode. We have some great conversation. I can't wait for you to listen to it. You are now entering a new paradigm. So here is my issue. I wanted to find the answers to life's biggest questions. Things like, how do I become happy and live with purpose? How do I make more money doing what I love? And what does it mean to be truly successful in all areas of life? My name is Josh Forty, at Josh Forty on Instagram, and I ask life's biggest questions and share the answers with you. My goal is to help you find purpose, happiness, and open your mind to new realms of possibility by helping you think differently about everything you do, know, and understand. On this podcast, we think different, we dream bigger, and we live in a world without limits. This is a new paradigm. Welcome to the Think Different Theory. We're live with Nick Robbins, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Nick Robbins. Welcome back to Think Different Theory. I'm looking forward to this one, dude. Welcome back. Oh yeah, man. I'm so excited. It's, uh, it's been too long, man. The, the last conversation we got another five, 10 hours. I'm really excited to jump back in where we left off, man. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be so much fun. And it's funny. The last time we had this conversation, uh, I was in Hawaii and, um, in Maui, dude. And, uh, we were chatting back and forth. And I remember, I think I had turned the air conditioning off because it was like a noisy air conditioner. And, uh, you know, so the audio came through better. And like, I think the last one went for two hours and 20 minutes or something like that. Um, and I was dripping in sweat uh, on that one. So it was super, super funny. But uh, how you been, man? Before we get into this, uh, how's life? Man, I've been, it's been amazing. I've uh, been a crazy start. Can't believe it's already March. I can't this believe year, that. Dude. Things have been just freaking incredible, man. Got to see Tony Robbins this year, Final Hacking Live. Yeah. Uh, got my mastermind event coming up this weekend. Business is good. Life is... Uh, that's amazing, man. That's awesome, dude. Congratulations. And you're down there in Florida. It's sunny and warm down there, I take it? Oh, dude, it's very warm right now. I'm getting sunburns uh, regularly out here. It's beautiful. Don't I, don't, I don't like you, bro. Right now, <laughs> man, I'm in Omaha. And uh, we're planning on moving. We were, so this whole time, we were planning on moving down to Florida. Like, that was the plan. Probably St. Pete, but maybe out by you guys. Um, Leah and I both really like, obviously, Sema and you. And you guys are awesome. But then we went to Colorado and I was like, bro, this is insane out here. And so we talked about it. And I think we're going to, I think we're going to do to Colorado for a year first, right between like Denver and Boulder. I think we're going to go there first. Be fun. Yeah, man. I lived in Utah. I like that, that area, Utah, Colorado. There's some really good neighborhoods out there. 
I just can't deal with the cold. I actually lived in Tampa right near St. Pete for four years. That's when I fell in love with South Florida. I used to work for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, actually. I don't know if you... Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I love that area. Um, But living... I lived in Utah for four or five years when we built the agency and built everything up. I just had to leave the cold, man. I can't can't do it anymore. Um, But I've heard Colorado's amazing. Um, I've been out there a little bit, but, you know, it's just cold. I like the warm... It's February, bro, and it's it's a, you can go outside and start sweating and, and go jump in the ocean. It's amazing. Yeah, it's like I don't know, like ten degrees here, so there's that. But like, here's okay. So here's the thing, and guys, we're gonna get into this. We're gonna wait for a, a couple people to tune in here, but uh, we're gonna recap where we left off. We're gonna talk God, politics, religion, or not politics, God, religion, truth, social conditioning, which I'm very excited about. Um, but uh, the thing about Colorado, dude, really quick, in Omaha, it's freezing cold and it's so ugly. It's not pretty at all. It's just barren fields. In Colorado, it's like wh- where we're thinking about going is right in between Boulder and Denver. And like you literally walk out and one view is Denver to the one side. And then the other view is like this gorgeous mountain range. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I feel like I could deal with the cold a little bit more if, I've, if I'm dealing with that. But who knows? We'll, we'll see. When I was in Utah, we lived on the 18th green of a golf course when we were building the business in like I had a golf course and the mountains in the background. I'm like, you know what? If I can't be on the ocean, at least I got golf course and mountains. And I felt the same way when I lived in Reno, which is right outside Lake Tahoe in the Sierra Nevada, which is another amazing area Yeah, as well. But do you golf? Yeah, yeah definitely. Love nice. Golf. We'll have to go golfing sometime. I've only golfed a couple of times. So I suck at it. I went, <laughs> I went golfing with uh, Cody down in Florida. Um, last time I was down there, we had a bunch of fun. So we'll have to go golfing, but all right, bro, let's get started. Let's dive into this. Um, kind of a layout for what people can expect here. I want to I want to take 5-10 minutes to kind of recap where we left off in the last episode and more importantly, I think like just getting kind of clear on where you and I are both coming from and like your background, what you believe, just like super vague. We don't have to go into like specifics. We can get into those later. Um but I want to give you the chance to basically state like, Hey, here's what I believe. Um, and then I'm, I'll do the same thing. Uh, actually I'll just, I'll let you start kind of lead it off there, but like just summarize where you're coming from, like the structural framework upon which you're basing your beliefs. And then from there we'll go into and kind of lay the groundwork for this episode. Um, and uh, then just dive in. Yeah, for sure. So I'm assuming he's talking about spiritual beliefs first. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Like spiritual beliefs where, where you get that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. So, um, my family and my, my father-in-law, people are still, I grew up Christian, right? My dad is still attends church every Sunday, all that good stuff. Um, and my journey has led me on a long trek to look at a lot of different religions and read a lot about a lot of different things. And where I'm coming from is that most of the world's major religions, if you really look closely and you take out some of the doctrine, you take out some of the, the stuff that's even admittedly written by man inside the Bible and stuff like that. Um, they're all saying very similar things. The ones that have at least lasted this test of time, you know, Buddhism, you know, Christian, Krishna, that's our, um, Hinduism, Muslim, Christianity. There's a lot of similarities to how they talk um, in regards to those back. And now, obviously, I don't agree on everything. And there's very specific big things that there's big differences on. There's a lot of similarities amongst them. So I tend to come from more of a, a Buddhist standpoint. And by that, it's really question everything and believe with your own heart and soul. I truly believe that there is a higher power to an extent. However, the vision of that higher power that I see is going to be different than the traditional Christian, because I know that's going to be a lot of focus for our conversation, um, 
is where you know there's a, a dude and i could be completely wrong with some of this but you know, right. there's like a guy who's kind of angry and this guy who like built things and he's like he put evil here and this and that and, and that type of stuff um but it's more of a internal energy i see it as, as like a source energy is really how i like to describe it that you can tap into and connect with the universe because i truly believe we're all connected um not only humans people animals uh the universe and i think that we're just this very small piece on this earth and a large and part of a very large puzzle that we don't we can't possibly comprehend and we have no idea what's going on with because where i'm sitting from and this is where i really like to get in deeper with you and talking about religion specifically where they seem like we know this is the answer we've got the answer this is what it says it's like well we don't even really know what makes our heart beat we don't know what stars are made out we don't know the galaxies planets i mean it's yeah, there, there's a lot that we don't understand. So I like to stay optimistic and open to certain things and not be like, this is truth, this is not. So um, that gives a little summary of where I'm coming from. I'm open to all religious purpose. I actually think there's a lot you can learn from them. So by no means, I'll make it very clear for anyone listening, by no means am I anti-religion. I'm not. Now, there's certain specifics and things that happen um, amongst religions for that I don't necessarily like. Considering the fact, you know, every major war of all time has ever been has ever is, is started because of religion, and there's been mass murders and deaths. But I also see the other side. So I'm not one of those people who's like anti. Oh, religion is the worst. Like, no, right. there's actually a lot of good things that came from, from religion. There's a lot of morality in there. There's a lot of self belief patterns. There's a lot. I mean, the, the Bible, the Dhammapada, you know, Bhagavad Gita. Some of those things. Those are, those are the oldest personal development books known to man. Yeah. Right. A lot of the personal development stuff that I'm big into these days um, is written in those books. If you look closely, what I struggle with is the doctrine. And, um, you know, some of the, the thinking of some of them. And then um, my, my full belief re- re- reverting back is, you know, about it's like a source energy, it's like an energy that we can all connect to. There is a higher power. I don't think that there's nothing to just die and move on. Um, so that's a bit about my belief. So you think that was a good job kind of? Like yeah, about- I, I, okay. I think I think so. I think I summarized it well, and I'm sure we'll dive into more specifics there. Just to clarify for those people that are listening, um, we're going to refer, refer to the thing upon which you believe as the higher power or whatever as source. Is that cool? Like, yep. okay. So I'm going to refer to it as God. That's what I believe in. And and when I refer to it as God, that's that's Nick's definition of source. And I'm sure we'll draw parallels and differences there as the conversation goes on. But just so that we're clear, source is the higher power that you believe in more or less. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And here's the thing. I actually have no problem calling it God. Um, the only reason why I don't, I think we should separate it for this is because, and maybe we'll find out, I don't know. And maybe we will, yeah. I have different, different, um, views of what that term means, which I think everyone kind of does. Yeah. But I also suspect that by the end of this and kind of what sort of happened toward the last, the end of the last podcast is we're, we're saying the same type of thing. We're just believing a little bit different beliefs on how you can get there and tap into with it right yeah yeah the same thing at the end of the day so um so i think that you using those terms is good but just know that i'm not like afraid of the term god i'm fine yeah for sure for sure so but i think for this purpose it makes sense to separate it just because there is god evokes a certain image source energy evokes a certain image and that's probably more along those yeah and and the god of the bible which is what where i'm coming from and what i believe the bible specifically says that we were made in the image of god so very a lot of times Christians, people that refer to God, think of God as more of a human-like figure, um, whereas you're saying it's much more of an energy source, or at least that's kind of where you're coming from, um, a knowing, a truth, a, a source of energy there. So, okay, I think that did that really, really well. So for those of you that 
don't know what I believe or where I'm coming from here, just to kind of recap that same thing. I grew up Christian as well. Um, I never left the faith, but I definitely questioned a lot of things. I kind of I left my relationship with God in the sense of I for about a year or two there, I just kind of did my own thing. Didn't go to church, didn't really read the Bible, um, and kind of went off on my own path per se. And then beginning of uh, 2018 is when I kind of had a big, huge, massive collapse um, in my own life with, you know, in the financial space and just with everything that was going on. And that's when I went down this rabbit hole of mindsets and learning about the mind and how it works. And that really led me back to God. And for me, that led me back to the God of the Bible. And that's where I really started studying. However, you know, I've gone on record and said this many times, I still do question a lot of the things of the Bible. I am not as of now, 100% convinced that the Bible is completely without flaw. Um, I, I default to believing that what the Bible says is true until proven otherwise, but I am not um, one to say that I am completely convinced that there is no fault or flaw in the Bible whatsoever. Um, the reason that I believe in the Bible or, or the God of the Bible and in Christianity is because I believe that Christianity best answers the the core questions that we must answer about mankind. I believe that there's four core questions. We have to be able to um, look at purpose, meaning, origin, I'm sorry, purpose, meaning, destiny, and morality, right? So you have to define those four things when we're looking at humankind as a whole. And I believe that Christianity does the best um, way of doing those things in a co coherent way that all four of them collectively together um, make sense. I also believe that in defining truth, I believe that we really, really, really need to look at truth. And I know we're going to start off on that topic here as well. I think that in order to define truth, we have to look at defining what evil is. We have to look at defining what justice is. We have to look at defining what love is. And we have to look at what um, um, forgiveness looks like, right? Like, And in those four categories, and we can talk further about why I believe those things. But I'm coming this from a perspective that the reason I believe in God of the Bible specifically is that I believe that the story of God, Jesus Christ, and the story that the Bible presents best accurately represents mankind answering the four core questions, which I uh, answered there. So that's kind of my belief pattern and where I come from. Nick and I, um, and I'm sure we'll get into, you know, religious questions and, you know, things like that. I think that you and I actually agree on a lot of core things of what makes people better. I actually think that you and I dis, I mean, agree on a lot of like core characteristics of how we should live and what good is and what bad is. I think where you and I differ is how we come to that conclusion or maybe the origin of good and bad or how that's defined in, in specific terminology. But I think we'll dive further into that. Would you say that uh, that was a good summary of where I'm at? Based on what you know? Uh-oh. Nick, did I lose you? Hold on, guys. Temporary issues here. Looks like we lost Nick. Don't worry. He's coming back. Nick, where are you at, my man? I'm gonna, guys, I'm gonna transition over here really just real quickly just to uh, um, me on the screen here while we're waiting for Nick to come back. He might have to hop out um, and hop back in here. I wanna make sure that uh, it's not on my side. No, it's not on my side. So um, we'll see if we can bring Nick back here uh, in just a second, wait for him to hop back on here. Um, while we're waiting for him to come back on though, uh, one of the things that I want to um, kind of paint the picture of is how this episode is going to work once Nick comes back on. Um, I'm going to be asking Nick questions, but Nick is also going to be asking me questions. One of the things that we're not trying to do here is we're not 
just going for who is right. And I'm not trying to prove him wrong. And I don't think he's trying to prove me wrong. Um, where we're focusing on and what we're doing here is having an open conversation. And this is going to be probably a two hour long uh, interview or so provided, you know, Nick is able to make it back on here. Um, where we're going to have an open discussion about starting tr with truth. Um, and the reason we're starting with truth is because I think we have to define what we're saying is true or not true. I mean, truth runs everything that you know we do, uh, moral boundaries, whatever. Oh, is that statement true or is it not true? Is it right or is it wrong? It is all based in truth. So we're going to start there. And then we're going to switch over to the topic of morality and where belief is formed and, and how good and evil is you know formed and, and, and right and wrong um, per se. And then from there, we will transition over then um, into, <clears throat> excuse me, um, social conditioning and um, basically how social norms and the social culture upon which we live in um, are shaped shaping who we are today and, and really ultimately shape um, every society, right? Like the social norms of America are different than the social norms of the Middle East are different than the social norms of even Mexico or Canada or, you know, things like that. And, and there's even social norms within America. Um, you know, New York is obviously much different than, you know, a farm town in Indiana per se. So um, that's kind of where we're going to have our focus. That's where we're going to uh, focus on with everything and um, go from there. And I'm hoping Nick is going to uh, pop on here. The other thing that I, I did want to mention is um, Nick is probably one of the most amazing, uplifting, like good vibes person that I've ever met in my life. He's so, so, so super excuse me, so, so, so super cool. Um, but uh, Nick does use uh, strong language. And so if, if you're listening right now, we're going to, um, you know, I just want to kind of give a strong language warning before we dive into it, because uh, language will probably be used um, for uh, the, or in this episode. So, uh, okay, well, looks like Nick is not back on here yet, which is unfortunate. We might have to uh, pause and start over again here. Um, we're going to wait wait around here for a second um you know what guys we'll be back uh i apologize about this we're having some technical difficulties over with uh, nick so um yeah we'll we'll bring him back on here in a second once he gets back on oh wait wait we're back he's back guys hold on wait i can't even believe it we're not yes. don't worry guys he's back we got him boom there he is yeah Gosh, I can't believe it, man. I never have any internet issues. I had to switch internets. I don't know what's going on with my main one. Hey, you're oh, good. No, I, rock. I, I, I burn, I burn, I burn the time. Don't worry. Um, I explained to them how this interview is going to go and how we're not trying to prove each other wrong here. Um, and how we're just going to kind of rock and roll, um, by having intelligent conversation back and forth and just have good discussion. And also gave them a, a little language warning said, Hey, Nick is the most awesome, amazing person I, I know, but Hey, he uses strong language. So just FYI, if you got kids, maybe maybe turn this one off because I'm not going to hold you back from uh, being you, bro. So let's rock and roll with this. I'm glad you were able to make it back. Um, how, did you hear kind of my representation though of me and where I was coming from? Yeah, and I love that. And the, and the four steps was interesting. I got a lot I want to ask you about Good, that. good, good, good. Those four questions were interesting. But okay. uh, yeah, man, I'll let you open this thing up. Let's All right, let's on. rock and roll. Dude, I think we have to start with truth and defining where truth comes from and how we are determining... Um, what is ultimately true and not true? I absolutely believe in absolute truth in the world, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and I, I'm happy to explain that more if if that question arises. But I'm gonna turn it over to you. Do you believe in absolute truth, and if so, like kind of where does that come from? Yeah. So something you said because I knew we were gonna start with with truth, but I almost think we need to backtrack a minute here. Let's do it. Um, Back up. I, I truly um, absolute truth. I think that after thinking about it a lot, 
I don't fully believe in, in absolute truth. It's very, it's borderline impossible. And I'm going to talk about that. Okay. Because we need to discuss first, because until you can get to an absolute truth, first, we need to understand meaning. Because you brought, you said meaning is one of the things you need to understand. But in order for us to get to absolute truth and things like justice or what's right and what's wrong, we need to first understand what those things mean to individuals, right? Yes. Because what's absolutely truth to you is going to be very different than absolute truth to someone who grows up in a different zip code in Asia, right? They're going to have very different beliefs on that type of stuff. Yeah. In regards to being Christian, there's different truths because we all have different meanings from it. So in order for us to define an absolute truth, which I would love for you to you know explain a little bit more on that. Yeah, yeah. How do we do that without first identifying what we have things mean to us? What do you mean by we need to first identify what they mean? Like, why so is that relevant to the question? Justice for, let's say justice, for okay, example. Cool. Let's say you there's absolute truth and justice. Tell me what you mean by that. So my when I say absolute truth, I mean there is an absolute yes or no, absolute right or wrong, or not even right and wrong, I mean, because that's a question of morality, but there are absolute fundamental laws of the universe, and I'm not just talking about Earth or the you know the solar system or the galaxy, I'm talking about the entirety of the universe of everything that's created that, that are either a true or a not true statement, all right? So I, I'm saying there are governing laws that are true, and this may be only one or two or three things, right? And then everything else may be relative within that. But I'm saying absolute truth must exist because, and I'm going to use the cliche analogy I'm sure you've heard. I think we brought it up in the last in the last conversation. If someone were to come to me and say, Josh, I don't believe that absolute truth exists. My question to them would be, is that an absolutely true statement? Because if absolute truth does not exist, then that is an absolute statement in and of itself that would deem to be true. So in my argument or my defense here, I'm saying those implode upon themselves, that that statement implodes upon himself. So I'm saying because of that, because of the laws of logic and, the, and, and where, where we're operating from, truth in some format, some form of absolute must exist. And maybe and that could be in a different format than we understand. That might not be in the typical understanding of like a law or a, a saying, but I'm saying there has to be a governing truth of, of something to say that is right or that is wrong this is true that is not true in order for us to come to the reality that it is yes I'll, I'll, I'll let you go there yeah, yeah no uh, I, I got you so yeah. with that now there because you're saying in my opinion you're saying two different things there when you say truth versus not and then right versus wrong yeah. those are yeah, really those are those are wrong. Right. Yeah, those are wrong analogy. True. When you talk about governing laws of like the universe, I actually tend to believe that there is governing specific laws of the universe. Now, when it comes to how man specifically us should behave, and we can get into the morality, that's where I think we really, really were were not aligned last time. Right, right. I don't think there's an absolute right or wrong when it comes to human behavior. When it comes to universe, I definitely believe that there's something way more powerful than we can even comprehend out there. And there's certain things that are absolutely true. Gravity, that type of stuff, um, you know, that those types of natures of it. Now, but, when it can, I, can I go one step further with that, though, just on that specific thing and say, yeah. let's look at the question of God. All right. Does okay. God exist? There's either yes or no. The statement God exists is either a true statement or it is not a true statement. It can't be a relatively true statement because it can't be like God exists for you, but he doesn't exist for me. No, like either God exists or he doesn't exist. And so where I think 
I don't know if you and I actually disagree on a whole lot of this. I think like you said the morality yeah. issue might be, but my point in saying this is there, there absolutely must be a format of truth because any question, whether you're like, well, is that a true statement? Yes or no. Like in and of itself, you can be like, ah, no, that's not a true statement because truth is relative. And I'm like, it can't be relative because does God exist? Yes or no? Simply answering that question. There is no middle ground on that. And that's the type of truth that I'm talking. There's absolutes within the laws of the universe or the laws of, you know, we're not arguing who God is or what he looks like or how he interacts with our lives. That's all up for debate. And we're going to talk about that when it comes to morality and goodness and all that. But the absolute, the absolute of does God exist or not? There has to be an absolute truth there. Does there not? Let me, let me try and take unpack that a little bit because I think in order to, to get to that, so basically, and this is where I'd be coming from. This might be what you're saying. You let me know. Right, right. Um, essentially, there's objective reality. Reality exists. Right. Right. There's objective reality. And then there's what exists in regards to human subjection or the subjective part of reality. 100%. Right. We all tell ourselves different stories about the environment and everything that's going on around us. There's essentially two realities playing at all, all times. There's an outer world and there's an inner world. Correct. If you're saying that there is truth to an extent in the outer world, then yes, I would actually think there is absolute truth to the way the outer world is. Where everything gets screwy is humans' meaning and inter- interpretation of what happens in the objective outer world and that we can't attach meaning to. I love this. Okay, I- I'm so glad you brought this up. And I've said this actually multiple times after our conversation. I actually went and like dove into this further. I believe there's two types of truth that we need to look at on a daily basis. The first type, or no, I'm sorry, it- it- when it comes to the whole grand scheme of things, but only one of them we need to focus on on a daily basis. Two types of truth are the absolute truths of the universe. They are fundamental truths that apply to everyone equally because they are absolute. That may be one, that may be three, it may be 20. I don't know what that number is, but that those truths are absolutes. And it's more than likely that we will not actually be ever able to validate what those truths actually are until after we die. We can speculate all day long to say, God is real, God is not real. One of those things is true. Technically, we're at, we can't actually prove it until we die, right? But there is truth there. The second type of truth is individual truth. And the individual truth is how we choose to operate and our own personal truth on a daily basis. And I believe that our own personal truths cannot contradict absolute truths. However, I believe there is massive amounts of freedom within those personal truths that something may be true for you and not for me, but it just can't contradict the overarching truth of the universe. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And I'm curious on that because I I agree. Like if there's an objective truth, we want to say that there's some sort of the, the universe w- works in very unique and interesting ways, just like the, our bodies work in very unique and interesting ways, the galaxies, all that type of stuff. So I, I agree with that. There's an objective reality and then there's the inner world, right? Our inner world, which is where we all live, which is really what should be mattered, like you said, on a day-to-day basis. Because I like how you said you can't prove the absolute truth because you really right, can't. Right, you can't, no. You can't even prove that there's a table here. Technically, this is 99% you know, air based <laughs> on quantum physics. Like literally. Like, no, I know, but it's energy. Yeah, saying, yeah. Like, it's crazy. Now- you said something there, though, that I do, I want you to elaborate on, because I don't think I agree with what I first heard there. And you said that your personal truths, and again, this is where I don't like the word truth. And I think this is where we really got hung up last time, because I don't like the word truth for personal truths and things like that. Everything's, it's all relative. Everything is, it depends on the context of the situation. Okay. But you said there, and we'll come back to that in a minute, because yeah, yeah. I want to talk about this. You said that your personal truth can't contradict absolute truth. But if we can't define and can't actually know what absolute truth is, because nobody does, how can you have a personal truth that might not contradict it or not? 
Yes, and that's a great question. So, once again, this is me coming from a biblical standpoint and belief, right, of, of what I have. And, and by the way, I try to take this out of biblical and look at it objectively as well. But I believe that there are things that we must accept by faith, right? Like there, there are things that in life we're not going to know until we die. So what we, what we need to do is we need to use the logical reasoning that we have been given based on the laws of logic, based on what we do understand to draw, um, to, to draw parallels and information about truth. So if I'm going to go and, and I have notes here written down actually about this, if I'm going to go and try to, to figure out what absolute truth is, I have to go look at individual statements that if I go, okay, if, if this statement is true about truth and this statement is true about truth and this statement is true about truth, if all these things are all true about truth and they don't contradict each other, then I can draw a logical conclusion to say that this is true. I can't prove it, because I'm not dead yet. I can't prove that there's a God, but I can look at this fact, this fact, this fact, this fact, this fact, and this fact, and I believe the the core elements there are um, evil. We got to define what evil is. We've got to define what justice is. We've got to define what love is, and we got to define what forgiveness is. Like those four things, if we can, then then we can draw this parallel to truth. So if I accept the fact, if I believe that there is a God is a true statement, then my personal truth can say, my God to me looks like this, right? And God may be speaking to you differently, differently than he is speaking to me. But what can't happen is I can't say my truth that we're, we're calling here. I know you don't like the word, but like for the sake of the conversation, right? My personal truth has a God. Your personal truth doesn't have a God. That's not a thing because the absolute law of the universe says God exists. So in some format or another. So if God exists, he exists for everyone, not no one. That's what I'm saying, or not not just some people. So what I'm saying is, is there is absolutes, and granted, obviously, like I'm the one that's ultimately coming to the conclusion of what those absolutes are, but I think that those, but I think that no matter where you are in the world and no matter where you are in reality, there's just a few core statements that you have to answer in order to come to the reality that there is absolute truth. Does that, make, does that make sense? Yeah, to, to an extent. Um, now, one thing that I want to want to bring up, and, and I want to talk about these these truths, right? Because, you know, when you say that, so actually, there's there's a lot of things in my mind. Sort of, okay, so the first thing I want to go with, so let's, let's say that there is, let's say that, you know, God does exist, right? And I'm not even sure that we necessarily disagree on that, Nick, extent. it's more of how we view it. Like, I mean, yes. it's just a different aspect, you know what I'm yep, saying? Yeah, I agree. Uh, Get there now if it's got to exist for me or for everyone let's just say me right for example let's you know this is any person who's not the christian faith right so when you say that he has to exist for everyone so what is holding people back from connecting with with god then do you think it's information is it a connection to it is it opening up is it information right so if it, do, you, do you see what i'm saying so it's like if you say that god has to exist for everyone right whether yes or no so are you just saying that i'm telling myself a story that it doesn't exist and basically buying myself on the information or why is it that certain people don't, if that's the absolute truth? Does that make sense? The question I'm asking. Why is it that some people have a hard time accepting that he exists? No. So basically what you said was like, so based on your absolute truth, there is a God. Yes. Right. And it doesn't matter that I might perceive that differently. Or you might perceive it differently. He either exists or he doesn't. He doesn't either. Right. Right. Now, 
if it, let's say it doesn't, you know, for me, for this extensive purpose, and I'm not even saying I don't necessarily believe in right, God. Right, right. Then. Let's say you believe that God doesn't exist. Yeah, let's say, let's say that, you know, and so how is that not an absolute truth? Or how is that not, or how do I get to a point where, what am I trying to ask here? Um, what's, what would, like, what do you think stopping people from, from realizing the absolute truth? Let's just start with that. Actually. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. um, I'm trying to figure out exactly what I'm trying to get at here. Because let's just assume that you think there's absolute truth. There. What's stopping people from getting to that? Yeah. So I honestly believe that it's a choice. And okay. I, I want to clarify that because I think a lot of people are like, oh, well, you're not everybody this. I believe that if you look, the way that I come to the conclusion that absolute truth exists and that the statement that God is real is a true statement is through the logical mechanisms that we are given in within, within our power. So if I look and use logical reasoning and say, okay, is there evil in the world? Yes or no? You would say yes, right? I would say yes. So if I go down that rabbit hole, I would go, okay, if there's evil, there must also be good. If there's evil and good, there must be a moral law. If there is a moral law, there must be a moral law giver, okay? So there's one conclusion that leads me to believe, oh, there's God. And then I go to the next question. I go, okay, what about? Wait, 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 wait. Let's, let's, I want to go down, let's go down this chain actually, because this is, let's start here. Why, why must there be a moral law giver? What does that mean? So you made a jump there, which I agree there is, I mean, the, in every, every ancient civil, I mean, you got yin and yang. I mean, it's yes. always talked about black darkness and lightness. You know, this has been going on for way before the Bible even came out. Yes. Why must there be a moral law giver? Because everything in and of itself right now, like everything has a creator. I mean, like if you look at this iPhone, there's a creator for it. Right. And, and I know this is a simplified example, but I'm going to bring this around. Okay. So I look at this and yeah. I say, well, this phone just didn't exist. It just didn't just appear. Somebody created this phone, right? So everything has a creator physically here on this earth, has a creator and has meaning given to it by its creator, all right? So there's the thing that is created and then there's the meaning behind it. So when it comes to good and evil and moral law, there is a creator of the moral law. Huh? the meaning behind an iphone what's the meaning by steve jobs and the iphone whatever i mean to help you say, people you say that they have a meaning behind it but what if you're just making a product that'll solve a problem you know like, that's the meaning so, that's like or what what if it's a chia pet then you mean to like for entertainment that type of stuff but there there's a meaning and a purpose behind why this phone actually exists like the meaning behind this phone is to talk on the phone or to you know, sure. so, so, okay. like there's there's some inherent reason and meaning behind why it exists. Nothing okay. like its value, its meaning, its purpose is given to it by its creator. I could okay. have created this lookalike phone thing and been like its meaning and purpose. It, I created it to be a foot stand. I, you know what I mean? But like, I'm not the one that created this. I'm not the one that ultimately gave this phone its meaning. Steve Jobs did or Apple. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're the one that yeah, created keep, it. No, keep going. So, yeah. so, so when we look at good and evil and moral law, it needed to come from somewhere and it needs to have a meaning to it. So there's something, someone had to give it its meaning. Someone had to be the one that actually defined it. It had to come from somewhere, right? If it didn't come from somewhere, 
then like, well, where, where did it come from, right? Like it had to exist from something. And we're saying that that is God, an intelligent source that went and created it. Whether, however we want to look at God, it doesn't matter right now, okay? God created it. So I look at that and I go, and I just go down the rabbit hole of first looking at evil. Okay, if there'd be evil, there'd be good. If there'd be good, there must be a moral law. In order to be a moral law, there must be a moral law giver. Then I go to the next question and I go, okay, so if there's evil, then there must be justice. All right, so let's look at justice. And, and then I go down that rabbit hole and that leads me to believe, okay, well, in order to be, there be justice. Let's talk, about, let's talk about justice really quick. Tell me more about your thoughts, your thoughts there. So justice, if there is evil and there, someone does something and it's bad or evil as we're doing to this, like, if I were to, if someone were to go and rape somebody, right? That's an evil thing. We're doing that. If that person gets away with it, there is no justice. But we believe in justice. We believe that if in order for a wrong or an evil to be made right, there must be an action or a thing that happens that brings those people to justice, right? That's a logical conclusion that we can draw. Sure, but who defines justice? Exactly. Who defines right and wrong? Exactly. Moral law, moral law defined by moral law giver. So what I'm saying is, but no, no, but but if if what's justice in the United States isn't justice in Asia, but but that's but that's where it becomes that that's where more becomes relative. I mean, like justice for oh my gosh, smoking weed. That's God is not the one that defines justice, right or wrong, whether smoking weed is bad or not. But that's not the justice we're talking about. We're talking about the overarching concept of justice itself. You're right, but justice is completely subjective. That's what I'm getting at. And honestly, so is evil and in, in, in it, it's completely subjective. But like we, we see it as not. But what if you come from a different belief pattern? But what if you come from a different zip code that you were born where you're raised something differently? But justice, the fact that justice itself itself exists has to come from somewhere, does it not? Or do you not believe that? Like just well, because- I believe that justice comes from a human definition of what we believe is evil and not evil. So where does evil and non-evil get determined? By how humans decide what they decide. The, the, the standards have changed over the last thousands of years. That's where, that's where this is, yeah, let's, let's get to this because that is where social conditioning comes into play. It gets defined and it's created by what you were conditioned to believe. So, okay, so, but, so let's, look at extreme, let's look at the extreme here for a second, yeah. okay? There are children right now over in the middle east that wake up at three years old four years old and they're taken up to the top of a mountain and they're pointed out over to look at israel or whatever and they're told from the day that they are born that your entire purpose and goal in life is to go kill those type of people right and they are literally programmed social conditioned to the absolute max like that that is what they're designed to do and they're going to go and they're going to rape people and kill people and shoot people and we, I think that you and I would agree, and I think that everyone would agree, I think that Richard Dawkins, the atheist, would agree, that is evil, right? Like, what they are doing is evil. Except for the people who are doing it. But that doesn't make it not evil. Well, if the whole, if the whole world was doing it and they were conditioned to believe it, then would it be evil? Because then there's not even a conversation for it. Because it'd just be the normal, the normal way of living. And this is our definition. It's our condition to believe. Yes, I'm back, hope, I'm vehemently against this. But for if you look at all of human history up until like the last hundred years, all we do is slaughter each other. But, I feel like that, a lot of that's evil, you but, know. But it was a normal thing to do. I feel like it would have been evil 
to spend thousands of years where kings ruled peasants and fucking beat them and raped them and did all this type of stuff. But it was normal and no one knew it was evil because they never thought about it. They didn't even realize that the other side was going on. It took uprisings. It took small groups of people being like, hey, maybe this isn't a good idea, you know? But but it's not a good idea because of why? Because some groups of people think it's evil. So does evil exist? It exists. Yes, it exists to our to what we believe in. Yes, absolutely. So but there's some people think we're evil. Okay, but if 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 I think that something is okay, and you don't think it's okay, right? Yep. And I'm just gonna go back to this as a very very simple analogy of it, and and I'm genuinely curious here, right? I I think that killing someone is totally fine. You don't. I decide sure. to kill someone. Well, it's not evil. It's not wrong. Like whatever. Yep. Is it evil? To me, it is. But should I be punished for it? To me, you should. But but should I actually be punished for it if I don't think it's wrong or evil? It's, but see, that here's the thing. It's not about what you think. It's about what society thinks. It's about the, the society thinks. They used to cut people's heads off all the time for non-shit. They used to hunt people down and kill them in witchcraft, and people were burning people at the stakes because everyone else thought. So this is where I wanted to get into social conditioning because everything in your life is like, until unless you can really start to question everything, and even me, I'm, I'm no saint when it comes to this. Everything in your life depends on where zip code you were born in and what the people around you believe. Like that's going to be the biggest influence, you know, factor ever. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Yes. Didn't, you know, I don't think there's an income or I don't think there's a, there's an income gap. I think there's a, there's a zip code gap and a knowledge gap. That's really what it comes down to. So the, the definition of evil is in the eyes of the beholder. We believe wholeheartedly. I believe you that you fully 100% believe that some of these things are evil. So do I. But, but but why look, do you how do you what? define evil? Like how do you define, how do you define what evil actually is? Yep, hurting others, taking them down. But again, that's where we can get into. I would like to hear your, your thoughts on influence versus manipulation as well. And I don't remember if we could have t- talked about that one. But the defi- definition of evil is in the eyes of the beholder. In my opinion, the most evil thing we can do is put people in the public school system in the United States of America right now. Like, not the most evil. It's one of the most evil things, right? Because it's so fucking broken. But I'm in the very small minority there because I'm one of the only people who I feel like I can see. I know you, I, I think, we, I know we agree on this topic. Um, but, but can, okay, but, ho, ho, sorry, really, really quick, just because this is where, and I'm, I'm curious here. You just yeah. said you think it's evil and you are in the minority. But yep. beforehand, you said good and evil is defined, and it's a genuine question. I'm not trying to like trap your words. I'm trying to understand. Right? The collective whole is what decides good and evil. So if you, if that's not, that's not what I meant. That, that's what I meant by being okay and societal. You asked okay, me what okay. not to be punished, and okay. I said well, that's what the collective whole believes, because they're the ones who are going to be able to come out and, and do it. That's what I meant by that. Not by it's a groupthink type situation, which groupthink does exist. So. That's I'm glad you clarified that. Okay. Okay. So, but if you think that it is evil, what, like, what makes you right? Like, how, how are you defining, like, is it just whatever you feel and then feelings change? Or are you saying that good and evil can change? I do think they can change. Yes. For, for one. Um, I, that, and this is where I think it comes in. And this actually, the, the question you just asked me is what I would ask you about being so certain about Christianity in the Bible. Okay. Right? And that's what, that's what we're getting, we're alluding to, right? Okay. I think that's where we both know where we're going. But what makes me think I'm right, honestly, I just observe. And I like to think I think logically. Humans don't think logically at all. I know you mentioned we're going to take this logical thing, but I'm actually 
did some preparation on the illogical behavior of all humans all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't do anything logically, really. Um, but from my opinion, from my viewpoint that I've seen, I'm like, huh, this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to let's use the, the public education crap system or whatever, right? Like to not teach people math or I'm sorry, to not teach people about finances or how to build value or skills and teach them that they're victims. And I know I'm using, for anyone listening, I'm using very broad topics. Right. <laughs> every teacher come at me for that. But as a whole, it's spitting out people who are depressed, anxious, um, not able to contribute value and a lot of issues that are, that are coming on right now. Yes. And so that's why I believe I'm right there. But here's the thing. I would never... I wouldn't be able to say that this is an absolute truth. This is a subjective truth based on how I think the world should be lived. And the reason why I think that that should happen is because I judge things based on, and this is where, and maybe this is, maybe this will be clarity for you. For me, happiness, like true deep down fulfillment, happiness, that's what the purpose of life is to me. Cause you talked about purpose, right? Purpose of life is true deep down happiness, fulfillment. And I do not mean um, instant gratification, sex, drugs, alcohol, that type of stuff when it comes to happiness. I have a, long history of that and it's not doesn't get you where you want to go right so so okay hold on, i'm sorry so judging there's evil versus not is it leading to something who's bringing fulfillment joy happy all that type of stuff now there's certain ways where you can break that like i mean go ahead. So, sorry pause really really quick and then you can pick up this conversation i just want to clarify what you just said there so you, you did you just say that the purpose that you believe the purpose of life is for happiness i think the purpose of life, life is to grow and become fulfilled and contribute values to others okay so the purpose so the purpose of life is to for growth and to contribute back to others. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Continue. I just wanted to make yeah, sure absolutely. I'm clear on that. Okay. Absolutely. I don't want to sit here and say it's just all about living sunshine and rainbows. I think actually to become truly fulfilled and truly happy, you have to go through a lot of heartbreak, issues, toughness, things okay. of that nature. So like, I don't want to get cut up in like every day should just be like this protected cage. It's not right. at all. Right. Um, so that's where I, you know, decide my, my thing with evil. But here's the thing. I don't know if I'm fully right. Do I do I ever know I'm right? Nope. I make decisions based on what I think is going to do what's best for other people. But again, the, the, my whole point with all of this is it's all because of my conditioning and what I want to see and what I think is best for reality. And that's, in my, in my opinion, this is where I would love to hear your feedback. Yeah. The reason why people are the religion that they are is because of the zip code that they were born in and where they grew up. And that's where, this is where I would want to start to challenge a little bit on some of these things with religion is, and and that's very easy to prove. It doesn't take a whole lot to to prove that, right? All you got to do is look at the percentage of people who are religious. (laughs) Right in China and in America and right, right. Right. And, and that, but that relates to everything. And that's how evil and good in a society is defined. Let's take 9-11, for example. And for anyone watching, let's just assume that it happened because of terrorism in the Middle East, you know, all that stuff. I know there's a lot of other stuff out there. We never actually know and all that. Right, right. But one event one event right that happened there's a nation that mourned and thought it was the most evil thing ever and there's another nation that thought it was the most justice the justice was served and we're happy right and so one same event two different reactions to it and that's like my main point is like everything is subjective of how we view reality and, and it's all an illusion like upstairs too i mean if you start looking at quantum theory and quantum physics the illusion of reality is is persistent right like albert einstein said reality is a an illusion, albeit a persistent one. So basically, this idea of, of evil and good can flow and change based on new facts. Like I'm open to new facts coming into place, you know. And it's defined based on the individuals that are, you know, the conditioning of where you grew up. For sure. So, my question. Okay, so let me ask you this. So going back, and I think I misspoke with the four questions that you have to answer. I think I said purpose and meaning. It's origin meaning 
So we have to define our origin. We have to define our meaning. We have to define our destiny and we have to define morality. All right. That's what I believe are the four core key questions to life. Okay. Cause if yeah. we can define those four things, everything else falls into place. Okay. Yeah. So sure. you are saying, and correct me if I'm wrong on this, and I'm here to understand that you yeah. believe that morality, good, bad, evil, not evil, however we're saying this, is subjective based sure. on somebody's belief. All right. So if that be the case, good and bad, okay, it, the, the origin, like that, the, the idea and the concept of good and bad had to enter the universe or reality at some point. Would, would you agree with that statement or not? Sure. Um, I mean, it enters reality at some point. It's a thought in somebody's head and that message gets spread, yes. But like the idea of... Well, that is good and that is bad in general. Like the the, the fact that we even comprehend that. Because sure. like, I, 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 I guess what I'm I guess what I'm getting at, and, and and I'm curious to know your thoughts on this is like, if if good and bad is subjective, then does it even exist at all? Like if it's like, are all actions just things? Are all actions and all things just there? And it's just simply our interpretation. So like rape isn't actually bad. It's just our interpretation of it. That is, that is what I'm getting at. And you used the most extreme example. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. Sorry. That's fine. And and that's fine. And I, I know that sounds terrible. Again, I'm for anyone listening. I got to be very clear. Right. I think it's disgusting. I think it's the worst thing in the world. Right. And we make our decisions based off it. But yes, I mean, Shakespeare said it beautifully when he said something along the lines of um, nothing in life is good or bad. Thinking makes it so. The only way that we base, the way we live our lives, the way that we grow, and you know this with neurons, and if you start studying the brain and how things created, is there is an experience, and then we have a reference point, and we decide to tell ourselves a story around that experience. And then from there, we start to form beliefs, and then those beliefs start to dictate and create the world that we have around us. And if you're talking about good and bad, it's shifted in the Christian religion over the last 2000 years. So it's, you can't even say it for there. I mean, in, in the Bible, and even in this, I think this is actually in the, the Old Testament, so I want to. Wrong, but sacrificing goats, pigs. I mean, there's a lot of random stuff. The Vatican has done some very, very nasty, disgusting, horrific things. The church has for thousands of years, and they still do. They still cover up all kinds of, of pedophile, pedophilia, and they, you, you, we see that stuff happen all the time, right? And I'm not going to pick right, right. the big side of the church with that. And nastiness, my point is, nastiness exists everywhere in human nature because we all haven't been able to start to, um, you know, for lack of a better term, raise our consciousness levels, right? Like, I mean, I'm definitely in some of that new age type thought where you can start to raise the consciousness, and that's where you start to realize, you know, what is actually going to be good and bad. But at the end of the day, I, tr- I believe what you just said. There is event, our viewpoint around the event, the story we tell ourselves about the event, then what goes on from there. Now, what can happen from there is you can either start to, again, it's all comes down to what we think. So I'll let you say them because it looks like you're going to say something that. But yes, to, to I, I, that's, that's what I believe. Now, there are certain things that would be very difficult for us to comprehend that weren't evil, 9-11, for example. But again, if you look at a group that was on the other side of the world, they wouldn't feel evil at all. They'd feel elated. They would have felt joyful because of the conditioning and the belief and the stories that they had been told. Everything comes down to the story that not only you're, you're told and then the story you tell yourself about the events that's happening around you. That's all of life for anyone listening. And if you can shift, learn to shift that story, this is a quick personal element for you. If you learn to shift the story about and reframe the events that are going on around you, it'll change your freaking life. But anyways, go ahead. Okay. So I want to go back to the creation 
of things. Okay. Let's do that. Cause you know what? And with that, because yeah, I'm glad you did that. Cause I wanted to go there. One, I want you to, I want to hear about origin and what your definition yeah. of origin you can explain that and then number two why is it those four questions why does that have to be what leads to the absolute truth i should have asked that earlier yeah i mean keep getting into it like yeah so So, i'm actually gonna start with the latter question there then why those four specific questions okay um i am open to hearing additional questions above and beyond that but i think it is at least those four minimum questions that we must answer here's why because If we can first identify our origin, where we, civilization, the universe, reality, came from, all right? If we know that, then we know God or the governing power that created us. We can then identify, okay, A, he's real, he exists, right? If we know where we came from, and or if it wasn't God, what did create us, right? And two... Then we can go and say, okay, now that we've identified that he, that we were created by something, where we came from, now we have to go and say, okay, so what is the meaning or purpose of our creation? Well, guess what? In order to figure out the meaning and purpose of our creation, who or what do we need to go look at to? We need to go look to the creator, right? So if, if I'm determining like, hey, what is my purpose in this world? What is the meaning? Why am I here, right? Like, what am I supposed to do? I need to go and say, all right, well, if I want to know what the purpose of the iPhone was, I would go ask Steve Jobs. So if I want to go know what I'm here for, then I need to go ask my creator, God. Then destiny, which is where is the ultimate place upon which we're going? Where are we headed, right? So our purpose and our destiny, they go very close with each other. The reason we're here is to do blank. Where we're headed is to go blank. Very similar to like marketing, right? Like, why are we all here? Where are we going, right? And in order to do that, we once again, where are we going with the iPhone? What is its purpose? The the ultimate goal, the ultimate destiny that we're going towards is blank. Once again, also determined by the creator, which we're going to get to by determining where we originated from. And then the lastly, morality, good and evil, because if something was created, then we can look at it and you and I can speculate all day long. Oh man, this is an iPhone or this is this or whatever. But Steve Jobs was the one that created it. He's the one that's going to determine whether this was a phone first or a, you know, a social economics thing first, or like whatever, you know, whatever it was, we go back and we say, Hey, is, is this good or bad? If we can look at the origin, the person that or thing that created reality, created us, gave us our meaning, gave us our purpose, that person or thing would ultimately be the one that determines what good or bad is. That is why I believe that those four questions need to be answered. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. There's a, there's a lot we can go on in that. But let's start with origin because okay. that's, the, that's the hardest domino. That's the one that it's like, okay, convince me that you can even nail that the first step in the domino. Like, I mean, that's the, that's the one that's the most, um, so yeah, has the most proof against it. Actually. Let's, let's start with that. But well, let's, let's... Okay. Oh, and I'd be curious to know what you mean by that. Um, cause like we do exist, right? Well, I meant the, the proof of, of man, mankind evolution versus creation. But like we exist, like we do, we do agree that we exist. I mean, like we're here, right? So like, even if it is a simulation or like whatever, we, we exist. So we can't, we did, we did come from somewhere. Sorry, keep going. I, I, I think you. Tell me about your thoughts on origin. I'll tell you about, about where I would I would believe on it because I actually think that the two can coexist, but that's a different story. What? A creator and evolution as well. But just so you know, I believe it. 
I believe in a creator. I just don't believe in it. I don't believe in one Bible, one book. This is right versus wrong. Like if we're just going to get very cis-handed, I believe that there is some sort of creation of things out there. And that we're just a tiny minuscule piece of it, little tiny piece of a giant bubble that we don't understand. Um, But I'm curious your thoughts on our origin, because that's the first domino we need to knock over. And you're saying that's why I believe in Christianity. And that's where I can draw truth. And this is where I can start to develop the rules for my life, which is essentially all we're trying to do here. Right. Just that rules for how we can live and navigate and what the fuck is going on in this world? Right? <laughs> like it's a whole conversation. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. right. That, yeah. So, so we we accept the fact that we exist, right? In some right. format or another, we are here. What I mean, like we, right? We we are. Even if it's a figment of our imagination, our imagination exists, right? We have some form of consciousness here. Something is here. Right. That came from somewhere. Like there was a beginning point because we operate in the construct of time. Now, if you were to use the argument, which some people are brought up, will be like, well, it's just infinite. It's forever. Like, you know, it's, we're just a thing in the dominoes of life, right? If, if there was no concept of time in the construct that we live in, we live in the construct of time. Now, obviously God is outside of time or God is above time, but, and time is just a paradox. I understand that. I believe that, but there had to be a beginning to our existence. Because if in order to get to us, we were just knocking over a bunch of dominoes and then we're the next domino to fall, before us, the first domino had to knock over. If there was an infinite number of dominoes, there would be no starting point. It would never have started the process of actually knocking over us, right? So we had to come from somewhere. There had to be a starting point of the existence of something, whether it's the Big Bang or a molecule or something. It was created, bang, it goes into existence. Call it the Big Bang, call it God. So I'm saying, where does our origin actually come from? I believe when I look around in the social, con- in the, using the laws of logic and looking around at what we have, that the evidence points to an intelligent creator, okay? Based on the logic of everything, when you look at the picture as a whole, when you look at good and evil, when you look at justice, and when you look at morality, and when you look at you know love, and you look at the feelings and emotions. I, I believe an intelligent creator. I believe I believe in intelligence. That's what I mean by source. I believe that there is an intelligence there. So I'm with you on okay. that. Okay. So so now it's that we physicists say that stuff. right, like they know because and they're using that to define something that we can't. We don't know how to define yet. Right. Okay. There is something there that we're missing. And that could be a creator. That's what it points to. But again, it's something that we're missing because we can't explain certain things. This is all the latest quantum theory. And I'm sure you've seen how you can think and heal yourself. So anyways, keep going with, yes. with that. But, but, we, but we came from, we came from something. We had an origin and the origin came from based on the laws of logic and what we look at and every, when you look at evil and whatever, and we could go down that rabbit hole of all these different things. But when you look at the collective whole of the world, society, what we know, science, Bible, emotion, logic, everything, we go, you know what? It leads us to believe that there was an origin and I am choosing to believe based on looking at all the other facts that that came from an intelligent creator. Okay. okay? You also agree with that. We correct. Like we disagree on the fact of what that God or intelligent creator may look like, uh, I, but I, I do. There's more to life than we understand. So here's, here's the thing is we use logic a lot there. And one, one thing that I like to live, I'm just going to share background philosophy and how I come up with my, my decisions and analyze decisions and things like that. Yes. It, Every time in human history that we have recorded, doesn't matter, that we have lived by logic, we have been 100% wrong. So I get extremely 
nervous when we start using logic as in there's all kinds of truth 500 years ago the world was flat well you know the hundreds of years or 100 years ago there was going to be no more technological you know evolutions you know there's we science is always wrong you know so that's where i think it's funny and i'm sure you, you bring that up a lot if you're having science versus christianity debates because science is always wrong for sure yes um, but now lead to the next path don't get me wrong i'm, I'm not saying it's useless you've got yes. to do something you've got to build on it and because of previous science thoughts then we need to be able to break through. So my, I just like to be careful with the term logic because I want to make sure I be open because people could start flying tomorrow. It actually wouldn't surprise me at all if somebody literally just started levitating and flying because it wouldn't surprise me at all either. Right. No, right. but, uh, but there are laws of the universe or laws of logic that are unchanging throughout time. And even if we look at the very, very core existence of that in what we know now, and I have to look at what we know now, right? Based on everything. I, dude, I mean, I love quantum physics and I believe in quantum physics and understand that stuff isn't things. Sure. But the idea and the fact that we are living in the construct of time is something that has not been disproven. Now, the fact that time may be this figment of our reality and the stuff has already happened and that, you know, time is, is kind of a myth may be true, but the construct upon which we're living in is a construct of time. Right. I, I, I agree. So the time we can have a whole nother podcast on time. And so let's right. just, let's just agree on that because time is something I don't even think humans, we don't even understand it. Well, and we don't because I, I you're saying, and but, I agree but we're that. living within it. Right. And that I is agree with that definition right now. 100%. So, so we look at that and we go, okay, based on what we know, we know that in order for something to exist, there must be a creator to it. So it had to be created from somewhere in the logical understanding of our, of our mind and what we know now, something can't just exist. It needs to be created sure. in the understanding of our minds. And we know that there had to be a starting point of time. There had to be an origin of existence. So we go all the way back and we say, that came from somewhere, there's an intelligent creator there. So now that we've defined that there is indeed an origin and that, in, in, that origin came from some form of intelligent creator, which I know... We're not going to go down the people that don't believe, like they're atheists or the things like that, because you and I both agree that there is something intelligent out there. So let's just assume that we've come to that. So we've answered the question that there is an origin. So now we say, I mean, that there is a creator that, that put us into existence, and that's where our origin came from. So now we need to ask the question that says, okay, if you and I both agree, and, I'm, and, and now I'm curious about your thoughts on this, okay? If you and I both agree that we were created by a intelligent creator of some sort and we know that the creator of a thing is the one that gives it meaning and decides its purpose and decides the destiny of it or whatnot would not we go and say all right then god source whatever we're calling this thing is the one that ultimately determines morality purpose slash meaning and destiny isn't wouldn't not that intelligent source be the person that decides that or do you disagree i think i, I think that it's the connection to whatever that that creators i do think we are just to, to be be clear i think we're making some big leaps to say that there has to like i understand what you're saying in regards to the creation and the origin and that type of stuff but again i and i'm fine fine with that for the purpose of the discussion but again it's i, I believe it's one of those things that's so far outside of our realm of understanding that for which us part to, i'm sorry i'm about just like the, the fact that it had to be like one specific thing that created right i do think there is an intelligence to the universe now whether it's gone on for infinite things of that nature like that i haven't um it's 
that's a whole other you know type conversation. So I, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. So like, I, let me take you back. I, I agree with you on that type of stuff. But when it comes to the intelligence of the, the creation, what? Why does it? Ha- I, I don't agree necessarily that it has to choose morality and things of that nature. I think that's up for humans to decide, and us for living in this little bubble based on you know the information that we take in. And and the only way I do that is because for the last thousands of years, our complete view, our views on morality and things of that have shifted massively. You know, they shift all the time. You know, and I don't think that there's one piece of um, you know creator or in this instance, because a lot of morality discussions come from you know, the, uh, the 10 commandments and things of that nature, right. That's where a lot of start starting of it is. Um, and now while I agree with the, the commandments. They're, they're pretty sharp stuff, right? Like I think that humans still would evolve and, and figure those things out on their own, just like even up to this day, we're starting to continue to learn more and more about, um, you know, right, wrong and, and what we define those as. Okay. So let me ask you this. Do you believe that there is inherent value in human life? What do you mean? Like, is is the existence of human intelligence and human life fundamentally special more so than the life of an animal or a rock or a plant or a tree? Is human life special or v- inherently valuable? Over nature? Yes. Over the universe? Yes. Over the other living sources that, that we're aware of? Is there... Is there any? I think that no. I, I I think what you're getting at here, and this is a man created himself in his own image type conversation. I think we might be going down. Um, I don't think. I think that yes, we're unique, and that we're the only species we know of right now that has consciousness that we know of, and that's the key word that yeah. we're that we're aware of, right? Because right? I think that there's tremendously. You know, if you had to ask me, gun to my head, there's think there's way more intelligent life forms and things of that nature outside of you know, this earth, this little microcosm of a much bigger, you know, individual. Mm-hmm. So for me to say that I feel like we're more special than, you know, nature of things of that nature, like, I don't know that I would. Now, the next question, if you're gonna ask me, well, would you rather save a human life or, you no, know, a, no, a no, that's not, that's not what I was going after. I, I was like, obviously, yeah, humans because of the connection to it and things of that nature. But um, no, I don't think that there's anything you've inherently, um, overtly be special about humans if, if that makes sense like are you getting what i'm saying they're like i don't want to again it's it, it depends it's, right it's a question but, but like i guess so the question i'm going down the kind of the route that i'm going down here is if human life is valuable if if, if human life is inherently like if i were to go out and kill a deer and i had a legal thing you know around, around doing that nobody's gonna freak out okay you have your animal rights activist or whatever but like Generally speaking, it's fine, right? Like, no, it's not a big deal. But if I were to go out and kill a human in any format, the loss of a human life is a tragedy, right? Like any any form of loss of human life is a tragedy. So because of that, there is inherent well, value in human well, life. Let's stop, right, let's stop right there. Because you're actually, you just proved my, my, what I'm getting at, what okay. I've been saying. It, because there is an uprising right now of, and this is what we're, this is me my, me talking about how the the views of evil and good shift over time and they evolve. And that's why it's, you can't make, you know, this is exactly what it is because it shifts. Now there's a growing movement of people who think that shooting a deer is evil. Now a thousand years ago was the only way you could fucking survive and eat. And it still to this day is, you know, nutrition, nutrients, and you and I believe that, but in their eyes it's evil. Now what happens if 200 years from now that, that thought process continues to evolve more and more people reach that conclusion based on the conditioning that they're beat around, whether that be a, via school media where they grow up 
Then all of a sudden, the definition of good and evil has shifted over a 200-year period. I'm just throwing numbers out there, right. which means good and evil is a fluid discussion because it wasn't evil, you know, a thousand years ago. Now it's even it's starting to become evil, right? And to you and I, it's like, oh, it should be fine. And then you say, well, then because of that few and because X, most people don't believe that killing a deer is bad. It means that the human life is, is more valuable. So what if that starts to shift over the next hundred years? And then what do you say? You know, what do you say to the people but, who actually do believe that it's as bad? But that is that is a truth or that is a reality or an observation or a belief that is able to change. And that's fine. But I'm saying I believe that there are unchanging truths of the universe. Because there, if there were not unchanging truths of the universe, then what Hitler did was totally fine. Like sure, Hitler, so, no, like Hitler, you, what Hitler did wasn't fine, but that's but, not what right. Saying. But but and I'm not saying that you're saying that, but I'm what, what I'm saying is is like in Hitler's eyes, what Hitler was doing was totally totally a good thing. Hitler did what he believed to be good in the world. And what I believe to be good in the world and what you believe to be good in the world is fundamentally radically opposite of what Hitler was doing. And so what I'm saying is there must apps, there must be something that defines what good is. And if there is not, then we can't be mad at Hitler for living out his own. And I'm not in no way, please people understand. I'm in no way in inferring that Nick thinks that Hitler, what Hitler did was totally fine or justified. But what I'm saying is the logic behind that or the, the, the process behind that says, well, okay, if, and I guess I'm just curious to know your th thoughts on it. Like you say like, hey, we want to level up. We want to have consciousness. Consciousness is good or, or, or we're going towards a, the greater good of mankind, the greater, you know, the, the goodness of us all. Like that's got to be defined somewhere. It can't be defined uniquely individually by each individual person. And or even by the collective good of society, because there's been like there's constructs upon which we live in. And I'm I, where I struggle with. And, and I'm really curious to know your thoughts on what like. I, I guess let me ask you this. And this is an open ended question. I have no idea. I'm not looking for an answer from you on this. This is me. I'm curious to know what your thoughts are. If you and I both believe in an intelligent creator, you believe in source. I believe in God. Take a conversation. I believe that God wants to have a personal relationship with us. And I believe that God created, just so that we're all clear on where I believe that the four questions are, I believe that the God of the Bible is the one that created us. That's where Orange and came from. I believe that our purpose on earth is to serve God and make him known. Like, I believe that our entire purpose here on earth is to have a relationship with God, serve him, and make him known to others because he's the way, the truth, and the life. I believe that. I believe our destiny is to have an eternal destiny with him if we accept him and that we have an internal separation from him if we reject him. Whether that's hell or not, I'm not going to get into, but some form of eternal separation from God, I believe that is our destiny. And I believe morality, good and evil, bad and good, is determined by God who put it into the universe. And I believe that God created the universe, mankind, earth, for a specific purpose, to make him known and glorify him. So that's what I believe. I'm curious to know what you believe the intelligent creator created the earth and reality for. And if that intelligent creator has laws that he wishes us to follow or do a purpose or a meaning of why we're here. Okay. Yeah. So a couple, a lot, lots to unpack there. One thing I want to mention back to the good versus evil mm -hmm. standpoint and what he said about Hitler yeah. and 
as, as bad as this, you know, sounds again, it, it depends on the context of the situation because there's still people in Germany and Netsley who want to eliminate the Jews. It's the most disgusting, vile thing of all time, but it's really not that different than what we were talking about with deep, with killing a deer other than the, the view of it. Right. And I, by, by not that different again, I know I've said this like six times, guys, I'm, I don't advocate <laughs> this stuff, but what I'm talking about here is how humans form their opinions. We need to understand that we're creating these opinions on the fly based on the social conditioning, the stories we tell ourselves. That's my, that's where I'm coming from with this. And the same thing comes with good and evil because it, this is almost like the influence versus manipulation, you know, conversation, right? Because some people say influence versus manipulation. Well, manipulation is when you manipulate someone that's not good for them. Influences, you know, could be good for them, blah, blah. It's like, well, who's going to find what's good and what's bad for the individual? Right? There's people who are in cults who might truly believe and drink their own Kool-Aid that think they're going to be better. You know, there's, or it's going to help other people, but it's not actually going to help them. Um, so no, I don't think you can have a definition of good and evil. I think it rotates and it changes. I have what I believe it is. And what will live, I will live by what my best thing is. And my best thing is I want to raise everybody up. All I care about my literally entire mission and purpose in life is to raise as many people up and make the world a happier place. I've been asking myself for the last decade, you know, why is everyone so upset? Who are we mad at? What's going on? Everyone needs to calm down. We need to be able to live. Like it's literally my passion. It's like what my company's about, right? It is all those things. So when it comes to the creator, the origin, you know, that type of stuff, um, before I answer your question, one thing I want to ask though, because you, you still, I want to convince you that you, you're convinced. So when you say that the creator, right? Because there's different ways. I'm not ready to have an absolute regards to how the universe was created or, or any of that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. but I think there's intelligence to it. Absolutely. Now, do you believe in the Adam and Eve story? And do you believe in that's how humans came here? Right. Let's talk about the origin of humans. So that's what I meant by that story okay. that was about origin. Do I believe that God created Adam and then and God? Well, the, Adam, the Adam and Eve story in regards to how humans were created. You know, it's created and then humans were put here and it was put on the seventh day. So you, you believe the full set, the seven days of the entire, you know, creations, that type of stuff, correct? I believe that God created the earth in seven days. I also am open to the opportunity or the possibility that those seven days were not several, seven literal days. Okay. Seven, but, seven phases. But the humans went here. So you're don't, don't necessarily buy into, and I just want to make sure I where I'm coming from. You're yeah. necessarily buy into evolution or evolving the monkeys or different types of primates or the different things or us killing each other off over time and, and evolving into the species that we are today. I, I don't believe that humans came from monkeys, but I do. I, I believe that God inherently created man. Yes, that that came from God and that God placed man on this earth. That being said, there was a lot of phases before, there was a lot of days before God created man, right? So when it says in the beginning, you know, God created the heavens and the earth, I am open to the possibility, I'm not saying I believe this, but I, I'm open to the possibility that God created the heavens and the earth over the course of six billion years, right? And that six billion years was equal to day one. And on the, at the end, the, that's phase one done deal. I'm not saying I believe that, but I'm open to the possibility that, that is the case. So maybe could man have looked a little bit different at the very beginning than it is now? I suppose so. But I don't think they evolved out of another animal into humankind. Gotcha. And I think the question right before that, and I want to answer that really quick and then yeah. ask you a new question was, you know, what do I believe is like, you know, the purpose and the mission and what humans are doing here? That was a question. Yeah. What, what's the meaning? Like what, if, if yeah. you don't believe an intelligent creator created us and there was an origin, what is our meaning slash purpose here? Like what was the meaning behind him creating it? What was he trying to do? He or she, uh, where's the destiny? Like, what's our ultimate destiny? Where do we go after we die? What's that? And I'm not saying specifically, but like what generalized term and does, does morality slash good and evil come from that intelligent source?
Yeah. So I think that, again, the, the good and evil, we'll start with that one, comes from the, the context and the belief inside the individual in the situation. Okay. I think there's certain things that will increase or decrease, you know, the vibrational levels and, and that type of stuff. So a little bit, I don't want to go too far down, down that route, but I do think that it's a lot very contextual and, and belief patterns inside okay. of that. When it comes to the reason and purpose for being here, it's a phenomenal question. I have my reason and belief for it, but here's the thing. I don't necessarily believe this is what everyone's necessarily can come for. And I don't have an absolute for it because you've got a very defined absolute truth. And I want to challenge you on that in a second, but like, I believe this is my personal belief. I think that we're here in order to, like we talked about earlier, grow, provide for, or grow, bring value to others and continue to um, provide fulfillment and contribute to the society. And, and, and who determines that? Who determines me. that that's why you're here? Me. So you're, you're saying that your, your purpose on this earth is de determined by you well it's determined by my connection with the conscious my connection with with the intelligent design type situation right so what, whatever okay. is working consciousness and whatever is going on inside does that make sense so like i believe that there okay. is a connection level and there's certain people who are further or less connected to you know a universe a creator whatever you want to call it and i think that, that can actually have an impact on how you feel and all that type of stuff like if you believe in the universe and you truly think it's a good like albert einstein said it beautifully when he said the most important decision you can ever make is is the universe going to be a friendly or hostile place right because it all depends on how you decide to look at it now and i agree that, with that yeah but and, and that, really really quickly just sorry like and maybe this is just a yes or no question maybe it's not feel free to expound if you need to but yes or no is fine do you believe that there is one underlying purpose or meaning behind the human race as a whole at least one no you so you don't believe that collectively as a whole hu oh, human maybe, like at least one sure maybe, maybe like one or more reasons sure. that mankind as a whole exist like i believe that mankind as a whole exists to bring glory and honor to god and yeah um when you put it like that then my answer is, I'm not sure. Okay, All right. really, that's fair. That's fine. I, I really, I'm really not sure. I'm not prepared. Here's one of the big things: like, I'm not prepared to make big, absolute decisions. And that's fine. In, in a universe where we understand so little, that's fine. Right? That's fine. Yeah. Our whole goal, you know, I think Jordan, Jordan Peterson says this beautifully. Right? I, <laughs> I love Jordan Peterson. But um, he was basically like, dude, all humans are trying to do is just trying not to be miserable before they die. And I think that's part of what our conversations about. You need people to. You know, come in. So when it comes to like, what's the, what's the reason for humanity? Um, I do think that you can find, I actually think you can find purpose in many, many different things. And you see this based on the fulfillment of other human beings. So I think that that purpose can be lots and lots of different stuff. I but our purpose, sorry. And our purpose is different than our meaning. Our purpose here on this earth is like our, our, I believe in individual purpose. I believe that my individual purpose is to, you know, spread the message of thinking different and help people understand why they believe what they believe. But I believe That's meaning is, but yeah, but and humankind. Okay, gotcha. So yeah. I believe in individual purpose. When it comes to a humankind purpose, um, I don't have an answer for, okay. for that. Other yes or no. Like, I certainly, I, I don't I, believe for one reason to, and this is where I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Let me, let, let me, let me yeah. change gears. Fit, fit. And, and I, uh, sorry, change gears all you want. Just let me just say this really quick and then we can move on. I would challenge you to think about the question of whether or not mankind as a whole has a meaning for being here. But that's all I want to say. I would challenge you to think about that. You know, to, I mean, I guess to an extent. But but, but I, we, we don't have to go down that route. I'm just saying, think well, about no, it. That, that's fine. I've thought about it. Here's what I think it would be. And that's that. It, it, actually, no, it's not going on. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. They're, they're, I believe in the individual purposes. And I believe in everyone being happy and growing and all that So what, I got a question for you. Yes. What do you think the odds would be if you were born in... Let's say Iraq or Iran 
Iran that you would believe what you believe right now? Very, very slim. Like slim to none. Yeah. Okay. And that, and and that's fair. Now, because of that, and you say, and maybe I, I might be able to answer. So, so w- what about those individuals? And I'm sure you get this a lot. You know, it's, yeah. it's a common question in the world, but it's it's always interesting to me. So, yeah. what about those individuals? And I know that the, I, I grew up in in not grew up. I lived four years in Utah. I'm very familiar with spreading the message and you know all that type of stuff. Yeah. Now, in order to go after people who or, or to go inform people that might not know about the church. So, what what about that? You know, how do you feel about that? And uh, you know, how do you when you look at the fact that, so we can agree that your zip code is going to determine about a night with like 95% likelihood. And I'm not saying you can't be reformed or whatever. I think right. there is there's, Absolutely. There's some, about 95% likelihood that it's going to affect your beliefs. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, yeah, no, no, no. I totally understand. So, yeah. okay. So I am not under the belief that, um, like there are certain people, especially Christians that believe that, oh, People just know inherent right and wrong inside of them, right? But you know whether that's right and wrong. I am not under that belief because of because of social conditioning, right? And maybe we can make that assumption in America. Okay, great. But like the social conditioning of someone that grew up under Hitler or in the Middle East under extreme terrorist Islam or things like that, like a seven-year-old, 12-year-old, even 25-year-old kid who grew up his entire life saying that his entire, like being drilled into his head, social conditioning, that, that you know, killing Christians, killing Americans is a good thing, all right? Like we fundamentally disagree on that. So I don't believe that people have an inherent knowing of what is right and wrong inside of them as a general rule. I mean, I think a lot of people do, but not everybody. So I don't think that's a universal truth about it. This is where the question of, and so going back to truth, I believe that there's four questions that you need to do, at least four questions, but these four questions of answering truth, we need to know, define evil. We need to define what love is. We need to define what justice is, and we need to define what forgiveness is, okay? In this particular context of what you're asking, we need to look at justice, okay? So in order for there to be justice, if you and I were sitting in a courtroom, right, and there was a, a kid and this kid had no idea. I'm going to use a super, super basic example here, and I'm going to draw an, uh, a parallel analogy here, okay? If this kid grew up and his mom was like, hey, listen, how we go and get food is we go get it, go to the store, we get it, and we just walk out with it. We don't pay for it, right? Like, that's just how we go and get food. And this seven-year-old kid or 10-year-old kid or whatever was like, okay, cool, had no idea or no concept that that was stealing or that that was wrong based on society, Right? And he was caught and you and I were the judge or jurors. We would look at him and go, okay, well, this kid clearly had no concept whatsoever. So justice for that kid is radically different than a kid who knew like me growing up that stealing was wrong. Okay. How I'm going to judge or put down justice on them is a situational based justice based on the individual. Now, the, the fact that stealing is wrong or illegal does not change, right? But how we punish or how we judge or place justice on that situation is based on the individual. So I believe that there is a universal truth that says, you know, God is, God is real. The God of the Bible is, you know, the real God, that there is absolute right, there is absolute wrong. 
However, I also believe that God, for lack of a better term, punishes or puts justice down on people based on their own individual experiences. There's a verse in the Bible, I'm sure you've heard of it, that it says, with great knowledge comes great responsibility. And I believe that if I were to go do terrible, awful things, strap bombs to, to, to my chest and go and blow up people, I am going to be judged because I know that that is wrong because of what God has told me and, and because of my relationship with God. However, if a seven-year-old kid over in the Middle East straps a bomb or even a 15-year-old kid, 18-year-old kid straps a bomb onto their chest and goes and blows someone up, do I believe fundamentally that that is evil? Absolutely. Do I believe fundamentally that that person is going to hell? Not necessarily. Because justice is different than good and evil. How we go and do that, and I believe that only God determines true justice when it comes to the question of human life and morality. Like I can, we can punish people accordingly and we can have laws that, you know, govern society for order. But when it comes to the matter of eternal justice, eternal right and wrong, I believe that God is the only one that ultimately determines that justice. Does that make sense? Sure. Yeah. And I'm glad you said the eternal justice there. Cause yeah. Eternal that, justice. Sorry. Yeah. A lot of fucked up stuff that can happen. Right. Justice. Right. Um, it does, but when it comes to the fact that you have 5%, so you're saying that, that 95% of the, the people that are born there just because of their zip code, that they are not going to be able to experience what you believe you'll experience in the afterlife based on where they're born. Like, I mean, so what I'm getting at here is- No, does, no, no, no. Does that not prove that the social conditioning is literally everything because based on where you're born is going to lead to the beliefs you have specifically your religious beliefs, but not only just that, the clothes you wear, the cars that you drive, everything. Does that not believe that it's all come back down to social conditioning at the end of the day? So, and I'm glad you brought this up. So once again, I'm going to just go back to the justice thing. Okay. I believe that God gives everyone the chance to accept him. And Maybe that's not on this earth. Maybe there is some other thing to do that. But if you are presented with Christianity, with the, the Bible that I believe in, like I don't, and just to clarify, I believe that God is love, that God is based out of love. <laughs> nice. And, and that based out of, like God comes from a place of love because God is love. I believe God is an overwhelmingly loving God and that God at the very core of who he is, wants a relationship with you. That is why he sent his son to die. I believe that God, Christ came down and I believe that he died on the cross for our sins. I like, I believe in that. And so because of that, I believe that God, and let's just say 60% of the earth, and I don't think it's that much, but let's just, that's a, a, unfair, but let's just say 60% of the earth that never heard about God, had no conscious or way to truly understand because of social conditioning has gone in and, and been shaped in a way and they were never told about God or anything like that, that somewhere between the time that they are, their destiny or forever eternity is determined that they will have the ability to accept that God is the real God. But some of us are given that choice here on earth Maybe some of us are given it afterwards, but I do not believe that God damns someone to hell or to eternal separation from him based on the zip code that they were born in. I believe that the reality to, and on earth is determined by that, but I do not believe eternal destiny is determined by that. Interesting. But so because of justice. 
I think that we we came to this last time on the, on the last pod as well. Um, the way that I would define the intelligent design is love as well. And I think that that's the highest yeah. mission to 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 get to that loving aspect. Um, there's some really interesting books on that called Levels of Energy and, and uh, Power of Force. And there's some other there's some other ones that are really fascinating. They discuss that concept. And that's something that really aligns and that I've thought a lot about. Um, I don't want to say anything's the gospel because again, I, this is where I struggle with. And this is the whole meaning because one thing, you, you mentioned here, you're, you're, you've made a few stretches, you know, we just made a stretch saying that, you know, now we're saying that, okay, well, depending on the zip code, if they didn't have the chance here, maybe they'll have it in the afterlife, but I believe in absolute truth. So like, I almost feel like we're saying absolute truth, but at the same time, we're making stretches to try and get to that point based on how you have interpreted and built the reality around you in the order that. How, how, how did, I'm curious, how did what I say, or how did you determine what I say contradict absolute truth? Well, because now you're saying, well, if there's an absolute truth that there is a God and all this type of stuff, then you're saying, well, maybe again, it's and maybe it's not the right, the exact same thing. But now you're saying, well, maybe just because if they're born there and they never heard of the God on this earth, then maybe they'll hear about him later, right? Because what's talked about in the Bible and things of like that is like if you don't believe in Christianity, you're going to go to heaven, you know, hell, blah, blah, whatever, but, right? But and the Bible does say. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I mean, that's Jesus himself said that. Basically, like, yo, believe on me or you're not getting to the Father. But I, and I believe that. I believe the only way to God is through Jesus Christ. But you're saying you think you can also reach Jesus outside of the spirit, or outside of the earth plane, the earth realm, for lack of a better term. For lack of a better term, I believe, I believe, I want to believe based on my understanding of the Bible, based on my understanding of what I believe, I believe that God is a just God and that God is a loving God and that God would not create people with their entire destiny just to be damned to eternal separation from him. So that's what you want to believe, but it doesn't that, specifically No, that, that. that is, I'm sorry. That, no, that is what I believe based on what the Bible says. Now, how that actually goes and looks in a physical format, whether it's now in the afterlife, a life before this, in the last second that they die, you know, there's this, you know, purgatory, you know, or whatever it is, right? Like, but I believe that every person is given the chance to accept Christ in some format or another. They make a conscious choice to accept or reject him. Yes, I believe that. Interesting. So why, why the, the Bible, the Christian Bible over, and do you believe all, do you believe all, all God, all the, when we're talking a singular form of of God, you know, there's multiple, you know, religions that believe that. What's the differences and why the, the Christian one versus the others? Great question. So yes, I do believe there is a singular God, although I also, as of now, and I haven't done enough studying on this to know, I know this is a key difference between Christianity and Mormonism as well. Um, I believe in the Trinity as of now, but once again, I am not an expert in that space. The Trinity just basically says God is three in one, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. God is the most powerful, but they're all equal at the same time. So it's like this confusing thing. But for the sake of this conversation, I believe in a singular God, the God of the Bible. Okay. The reason that is, is first off, we need to look at the fact that all religions across the board are, ex they are exclusive, right? So like they all have some form of God, some form of higher power. I think it's B Buddhism that believes in many, many, many of them, right? Um, no, that, that's not, not necessarily Buddhism. Buddhism I'm sorry, Hinduism. Uh, Hinduism, yeah. Hindu I'm sorry, yes, Hinduism, right? But there are, in every religion, there are specific things that are specific and inclusive only to that religion. Like Buddhism is not going to give up their things. Hinduism is not going to give up their things. Christianity is not going to give up their things. Islam is not going to give up their things. Yes, there are a lot of similarities in a lot of ways, but there are certain truths that 
differentiate each religion, okay? In every single religious format, there is a salvation of sorts. Would you agree with that, right? Like, in order to be saved, you must... Not, not as far as I'm aware in the, in the Buddhist uh, religion, but again, I'm not, a, I wouldn't say I'm the full blown expert. I just, again, I, so I in, in the Buddhist religion though, more of a philosophy than anything else. There's extremists on that end as well. And uh, there's things like that, but uh, it's more of almost like stoicism, like it is philosophy for the most part of just a way of thinking mm-hmm. a way. Of life. Right. But your actions can determine your outcome in the, the future life. Yes. Your actions here on earth. Yes. Depends on where you're going to be. Yes. Yeah. Right. So I believe that Christianity. So once again, I just want to go back to in order to define something to be true or not, every statement about that thing, if it in order for it to be true, those statements cannot contradict one another. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can agree on. I mean, that's pretty widely accepted for anybody with every religion. If something if two statements contradict each other about the same thing, then they can't be true. Right. So. We need to have congruency and coherency in the statements that we're making about God in order for a religion to be true. And I believe that Christianity is the only religion out there that answers the question of origin, that answers the question of meaning, that answers the question of destiny, and that answers the question of morality in a way that is coherent with all of them and answers the question of salvation because I believe that Christianity, I, I'm almost positive on this and, and I'll have to go back and double check this, but I'm, I, I'm quite sure Christianity is the only religion or major religion you know, out there that we know of where salvation is not earned. It is a gift. God just gives it to us. We as Christians, as people, we, I believe that we don't have to do anything in our own works or in ourselves in order to get salvation. We, it is a gift that all we have to do is accept it. In other religions, it is a works-based or a cause-based thing. And I, be, and I believe that between that and between the fact that Christianity answers all these questions in complete coherency and, and based in logic, that it best describes God up there. I think I could have done a better job of explaining that. But let me simplify there's core questions here on earth, evil, justice, love, um, uh, forgiveness, origin, purpose, meaning, um, destiny, and good, bad morality. I think that Christianity answers all of those questions and is the only religion that answers all of those questions congruently and coherently without contradicting each other in any way and also describes God. And I believe that there's contradictions in every other religion. And those four questions are what you determined are going to be, you know what, these are the four questions I'm going to base whether or not I believe something to be true in regards to religion. Yes, because I believe that no matter what, you have to answer those four questions in order to determine. Because like, we have to know, we have to know where we came from. Why? Because if we cannot determine where we came from or what created us, then we have no, like if, if religion if your religion does not answer the question of where we came from, then how is it going to answer the question of like, that there's a God? Like every religion is saying we came from Buddha, Allah, source. Uh, say that, but yeah, I hear you saying it doesn't. What, what, it probably shouldn't even be mixed into it because again, it's a significantly okay. different thoughts. Religion, right? all religions go and have some place of origin. 
right? Everybody's like, yeah, this is our God or higher power for whatever sort, right? So they all go and they all claim that. So there's the question of origin. We've got to answer that question. Okay, so where does it come from? So now let's look at meaning. What's our meaning? So every religion is going to have some definition of our meaning. Every religion is going to have some definition or desti- of destiny and an explanation of destiny and where we're going. And every religion is going to have some form of explanation on good and evil, right, wrong, morality, right? And I believe that there's contradictions when you really look at everything in every other religion except for Christianity. I mean, and okay, so I, I get what you're saying there and that's where you're going with it. Now, let's, there's a couple couple more questions I'll ask. Let's Absolutely, for sure. So, number one, if God defined evil and what's right and what's wrong, then it should be written in the book, right? Mm-hmm. So do you agree with everything that's written in the Bible? I don't. I default to believing that the Bible is true, but I am not 100% convinced that it is without flaw. I believe it is at the very, 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 very least God-inspired, but I also understand that translation over the course of the last two, three, four thousand years, it's very hard to take everything in the Bible at face value or literally without understanding complete context. That's, I mean, at 100%, there's a lot of evil nastiness. But to answer your specific question, though, I believe that the Bible is the word of God, and that is how God is speaking to us in a book format. Yes. Okay. Because there's definitely some some pretty um, aggressive terminology and, and things that go down in there that you know, we might consider even evil today. Yes. Um, you just you accept that. Like, you know what? Boom. Even though you might think it's evil, you're like, you know what? Because my God says it is good, I'm good. I believe there is always context around everything that happened. And I think it's really important that there's, and and you know this, the Old Testament versus the New Testament. So I believe that what took place before Jesus died on the cross is fundamentally different than how we operate now. But I believe there's an explanation. Yeah. The Old Testament is is obviously, we know it's a lot darker than the New Testament. Yes. But there's still some nastiness in the New Testament. We, maybe if we (laughs) do another one, I can bring up specifics and and go over it. My my next question. Yeah. When it comes to, when it comes to the um, you know the Christian religion, and have you ever seen any of the the similarities that it has with previous ancient Egyptian religions and things that were passed down before it? And have you ever looked into any of that type of stuff? You know, like the, the god Horus and the sun god, and how it relates and how all those things go around, and how there's like twelve disciples, and I've got some of the, the stuff up here. Yeah, like, I actually went. There's a whole documentary on this. Yeah, and yeah, it was like a two hour long documentary, and I. I will not say in any way that I'm an expert at it, but I know what you're referring to and how the 12 God uh, or the 12 disciples and there's the 12, you know, the 12 things and the sun God. And like, that's, one, that's called the Zeitgeist movement. That's one area is probably what you're talking about. Yes, but there's um, lots. Yes. And so the Zeitgeist movement has that, you know, it's born of a virgin, star in the east, adored by three kings, teacher at 12. This was in 3000 BC. Yes. Now, there's also a lot of, um, you know, similarities if you start Googling like Jesus was a Buddhist and things of that nature, mm-hmm. because they, they, there's a lot of commonalities between those, which is why I actually think a lot of the 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 concepts and ideals that are written in the Bible, there's several of them that, that are actually really good personal development stuff. Again, I, I truly believe there's a lot of nastiness and evilness in there. And, and, yes. and regardless of what was written in there, people's interpretations of it has led to unbelievable amounts of murder, death, and disgustingness which is also in my eyes, a major problem. Yes. Um, but what were your thoughts about some of those things when, you know, there was so much similarities and things of that nature in regards to, you know, previous history and, and things written thousands of years ago, we don't even know what's fucking true today. Right. So how can we know what's true thousands of years ago, bro? Like, I mean, literally with the way the media is written, can you imagine like waiting, like, can you imagine, like think about the media day. We live in a time where 
and this is almost like a, a side topic thing as conditioning, but we live in a time where we are all connected. We can mean you can have a conversation like this through video, yet we still don't know what the facts are anywhere in the world. Can you imagine what things would have been like 500 years ago and the information that would have been left out, dissented, things of that nature. So how can we take a book like that and convince me how we can take a book like that at face value when there is, now I do agree it's, it's lasted the test of time and so you've got to study it and it's, you know, those things, but like, we don't even know it was true today. How are we going to know it's true 2000 years ago? hundred percent. So I think history is important. And I think that to, I want to go back to specifically answering the question of like, Oh, you know, you've got these 12 King or the, the three Kings and they're searching the 12 disciples and how that lined up. Um, If something happened, right, there was an event that happened, you're going to have multiple different accounts of a story of what happened. So I think of it as like, um, actually, let me, let me throw that. So an event transpired where the Bible talks about three kings and a star in the east and everything like that. And it, the Egyptian religion talks about, and it happened over in, the, you know, over in Egypt, right, or in Bethlehem and over, you know, over in that part of the world. And so like they're going to have accounts of what happened as well. Like many people, many different cultures, many different types of religions and experience would have experienced Jesus coming down to earth during that time frame or what we believe to be Jesus coming down to earth in that time frame, right? So kings traveling and things happening, those things happened and you're going to get a different account from each person. But like, but I was say, according, according to the story, I've got it up here. It was Horus was written 5,000 years ago and Jesus was 2,000. You know, one Horus born in the Virgin Isis, Jesus born in the Virgin Mary, Horus birthday is December 25th. Jesus celebrated on December 25th. Horus Eastern led three wise men to him to wish he was born. Jesus North Star led, led wise men to him when he was born. Taken to Egypt to escape the wrath of Typhoon. Jesus taken to the Egypt to blah, blah. Taught in the temple of the child. Taught in the temple of the child. Had 12 disciples. Had 12 disciples. You know, one written thousands and thousands of years before. Now, I'm just posing a question here. Yes. Because I don't know what the truth 100%. is. 100%. I'm just saying this is more of a, a rejected thing. And this is going back to the, the really the initial conversation where I hesitate and I get very hesitant to, to see is absolute, like everything is black and white, no thing. And especially if something is important as what we're discussing here. Absolutely. So once again, I want to go back to that though. Um, I believe if you look at the Bible and you really go back and look at history and you look at the timeframes of what happened, and you look at all the prophecies that are in the Old Testament. And by the way, most of the things that you just mentioned there, and I don't know if it's all of them, I'd have to go and look, but most of the things that you just mentioned there were prophecies in the Old Testament of the Bible that were going to happen in the future that Christ came and fulfilled. Like it was prophesized that Christ was going to be born of a virgin. It was prophesied that he was going to like come and like do these things. And so like a lot of these things were prophecies beforehand. So if you go and look at the Bible, the Bible, when you look at the original context, not the American Standard Version or the King James Version or anything else like that, but you look at the original text, the original scrolls, I believe that the Bible is the most complete book that lines up with what actually happened in history. And so you can have different accounts of the same story, just like if we were you know, going to an analogy of football, right? Like when you have you have the Tom Brady and the Patriots and you have Peyton Manning and the Colts and you have, you know, Drew Brees and the Saints. And during the Pro Bowl, they take their best players or whatever. Right. And you go and you could be like, well, guess what? Tom Brady and, and Randy or you know, Tom Brady and Reggie Wayne are on the same team. Well, no, they were they were like, yes, like in that particular context, like that did happen. Right. But like 
Tom Brady and, and you know, Reggie Wayne are not on the same team. That is your account based on this particular story. So there's different pieces and b- different people are going to have different analogies of things that happened in history because they happened in history. But I believe that every story in the Bible, there's probably 20 or 30 other books that explain that exact same story, but no other book accurately represents history as in a whole as what the Bible did. I believe that. Now, do I have massive amounts of proof to back that up? No, because I haven't gotten that far in my journey yet. But from the people that I have listened to and the evidence and the arguments that I have been presented at 26 years old, this is where I believe. So the reason that I believe the Bible to be true is because as of right now, it is the most accurate book in the context of history first. Secondly, because I think it does the best job of answering the questions that I've already proposed to you second, and then third, that following the guidelines of Christianity and the, and the principles that are pointed out in the Bible. If I were to go and look at every successful person, and I were to go look at every person that we deem as really, really good, or you know this, and I took all these different people, and I looked at what was good about them, what made them successful, what made them kind, what made them happy, what made them this, even if it was you, I could point back to verses or principles in the Bible that said that is a biblical principle. Now, you might not be doing it because it's a biblical principle. The success of, of an evil, terrible, I mean, like we, we think that Steve Jobs, at least kind of socially accepted, he was kind of an a-hole, right? Like he was a jerk. He wasn't a great human, right? He was a slave driver, basically. But the principles that made him successful were also principles found in the Bible about hard work and dedication and being skilled in his work. So that is why I believe the Bible specifically. Now, I want just to be very, very clear, and I, I know you know this, but for the listeners there, on a pretty regular basis, I'm trying to disprove the Bible. I would love for the Bible to be wrong. Why? Because then I could be like, all right, everything that I just know was shattered and I can actually go and look at this from a different perspective now. But as of now, everything that I've looked at, and I want to bring up the the verse that, uh, was it the last podcast that you brought up? Or maybe it was in a conversation we had where you were like, the kingdom of heaven was within you, right? Like, what do you say to that verse? When you look at the context of verses rather than verses in and of themselves in the Bible, I believe that context always brings clarity. Interesting. Okay. Uh, and once again, I'm not trying to convince you of this. This is just what I'm, I'm answering your question of what I believe. Oh, bro, we're just going back and forth, yeah. man. At the end of the day, I know you, all we want is just a better, everyone to have a better better life and, uh, you know, based on how we define it. But what you we were just also saying there, though, was that things can change and stories are told over time, but you think this is the most accurate collection of stories. Yes. But you also, at the same time, admitted that everything can change as it goes through. So the word things could be completely different now than they were thousands of years ago, which takes us back to the whole thing. That it's very difficult to have absolute truth because, you know, it's it's ups and downs and all that stuff. So that's where, that's where but, we're getting. But, but, but I disagree with, because I don't think, I think the Bible the Bible may explain or tell us about absolute truth, but the Bible, the Bible or absolute truth does not exist because of the Bible. Absolute truth existed long before the Bible. Absolute truth, I believe, existed since the beginning of existence of ever, anything, right? And keep in mind, I am someone here that actually, all right, I want to know your thoughts on this. I have a question for you now, all right? Did, did you have any other thoughts that you wanted to touch on in this no, before I, did? I, think okay. we, I think we've really gone through a lot of, a lot of stuff on there on that because, um, it's, uh, yeah, man, truth is, truth is relative. Um, at the end of the day, the more we have this conversation, because even, even trying to reach that there is an absolute truth, but uh, we will never know what that is. I think that's kind of been my, my conclusion with it. And yeah. so when we try to talk on those four pillars, even then we're, we're taking a leap of faith that those are even true. So those are relative truths compared to an absolute truth type situation. The, oh, you mean to answer those questions? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah we're not going to go down that, those but yeah. Relative. 
but but anyway, yeah, they um no, it's been it's been awesome. What, what questions you got? I know I've asked you, I've asked like four in a row. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So my question to you is actually something I really really struggle with when it comes to God and this all powerful figure that I'm struggling with. So one of the things that I've said probably not enough on the podcast, but certainly many, many, many times to people in real life and probably you as well, is that God is this mystical figure right, that we can't actually understand. And so I am, there are certain things and elements that we just have to accept by faith. We will never know them until we die. Every religion will tell you that, whether you're Christian or not Christian or whatever, or even atheist, you got to accept some things by faith, right? So I am accepting that God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, is love, has a purpose, has a destiny, all these different things for the... Oh, it looks like you just... You're good. Keep going. Okay. I think it's probably the Amazon package. Oh, okay, okay. In like this, this reality that we live in, right? So I'm going to call the reality that we live in the universe, okay? So God created the universe. I believe God is outside of the universe that he created, all right? So I look at the universe that I created and inside the universe and the laws that we created are the laws of logic. And I know that you know, with that, we learn more and more, but the laws of logic, the laws of morality, good and evil, the, the fundamental absolutes that God gave us in this context, right? Like, I believe that. But then there's God outside of reality, right? Now, in the Bible, which I believe to be true, right? It says, in the beginning was God, God was there at the beginning. He, he is, I am the beginning. I am the end. So before anything else ever existed ever, here was God. I don't understand that. I'm not going to pretend to understand that. Here's my question for you, and I'm curious how, how you would explain this. If God was the only thing that existed, which I believe, and God is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, all these different things, where did evil come from? Because... The only thing that existed? That's what it says. God so you're is- saying, oh, you mean like beforehand? I'm saying, or you're not saying right now. Like, I mean, no. you're saying the only thing Okay. Are like at the that- beginning of the existence okay. of, yeah. before before anything was ever created, yeah. God was. Before the universe, yeah. before space, before time, before anything, God. Okay? Yeah. So God creates this universe. God creates this reality. And, you know, th- there's this big argument that always goes on. Why does God allow bad things to happen? And the reason God allowed bad things to happen, because in order for there to be good, there must be bad. And God gives us a choice. Otherwise, we're robots. And I get it. But my thing is, is God was the one that created the world that, and, and universe that we are living in today. The laws upon which that govern our lives, God is the one that designed that. So if evil, if this universe came out of us and there is, I mean, if the universe came from God, God was the one that created it and evil exists in the universe, either A, God is not all powerful because God could have then created a different form of reality where the option wasn't good or evil, where bad things didn't happen. God was the one that designed that, right? And you can be like, oh, well, God could only create a, an evil where it's only good, where it's only evil, where it's good and evil exist and we only choose good, or this one. Like, people have told me that, but I'm like, God is the one that put those limits and restrictions on. Because if he didn't, then he's not all powerful. And if he's not all powerful, I mean, if he is all powerful, then he could have just destroyed evil. If he's not all powerful, that's fine. Or evil needed to exist as well outside of God before anything else was existing. So I'm curious to, for you, and my question to you is, you believe in an intelligent creator of some sort. Where do you think evil came from? It's a great question. So it really comes down to, and I want to make sure I can be 
articulate this properly, but duality. So without evil, without injustice, without upsetness in the world, you would never actually be able to appreciate um, what is actually good or what is bad. Right. And this goes on in every aspect of life because yeah. without silence, we would never appreciate what noise is. Because what happens, what's the, the silence between the noise, right? You know, you ever think about that? You know, lightness, darkness, everything is up and down. In order to appreciate the highest of life, we need to be able to appreciate the lows of life. Now, there's a duality to it. Now, whether here's where I think we might defer, you know, I don't necessarily believe that there's a there's an intelligent design that only did this for humans. I think that there's another piece that we don't necessarily understand mm. and there's an intelligent part of it. And so why why we have to have this internal struggle between evil and um, you know, good and evil. Which again, based on our conversations, you know where I come from on this, a lot of that is actually based on how you were conditioned to believe, based on how you were willing to grow up, right? Because we've already defined that depending on how you're raised and what religion you believe in or what area you believe in, whatever, your definition of good can be different than somebody else's. You can think be thinking you're doing somebody a favor by or you think you can be doing the right thing by killing somebody when in reality other people think you're doing a negative thing. And that's where, you know, it's it's a very contextual type situation. But I believe more in the duality of nature. And so there's yin and there's yang. There's ups and there's downs. And so the best way I can describe it is without knowing what it feels like to hurt or to struggle or to be upset, you'll never actually be able to appreciate the highs. Because if you think about this, if, I mean, here's this is kind of a, a hopefully you can connect what I'm saying when I, when I say this example here. Mm. But like, let's take someone who was born into complete and utter riches, right? They're just born in riches. They never had to work a day in their life. And how fucked up are a majority of the, a lot of those people, right? Those that you see uh, they're a bit astronomically higher to have, you know, drug overdoses, things about nature, because they never appreciated what it was like when they didn't have to work or they, or when they had to work or they had to struggle, right? So you have to go through the ups in order to feel that the highs in order to life. Now, if you're asking me why would the creator allows us to happen, then that is a bigger piece of a puzzle I don't understand, but it does allow us to live the greatest joys in life um, come out of, of sorrows and tragedies because without sorrows and tragedies, we would never know what it would actually be like to be low, so we wouldn't know what it would actually feel like to feel high. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, and I agree with that 100%, and that is the argument that is, is given, like why does evil exist in the world, right? Mm -hmm. I guess... I asked this question and I'm realizing now that you don't actually fundamentally necessarily believe this. My question initially was, where did evil come from? But then again, I believe in an all-powerful, all-loving, all-knowing God that created everything where you as you don't believe in that same type of figure that has, you don't believe that the earth is God's only or primary creation. That I don't, that, yes, that, that I will say, I don't believe that. Okay. I think that, that, I think that, that, um, yeah, that's a whole nother a big conversation, but I think that that would be a, a very um, big stretch for us to, for anyone to, to believe when we start studying the galaxy and the stars and the universe and how far the, the universe goes to, to, to think that we are the only creation okay. um, is a conversation. L let me, let me ask you this. And do you believe that earth is potentially the only creation that has humans in human-like format on it no. or you do believe that there potentially is other planets with other humans on it as well i definitely would be i would much more believe that than to say otherwise than to say otherwise okay okay do you default to believing that they have abide by the same laws of the universe and and the laws of everything or that it could potentially be different I do think that the laws of everything would be similar, assuming that there actually is laws and that we can agree on that side of thing. Um, whether they 
whether it whether consciousness would appear in the same format for them in regards to them being like exactly the same construction and they struggle internally with good versus evil and you know light versus dark and you know families and that type of stuff that would be up for for debate um but i do think that it would if they had consciousness like we have consciousness here on this earth then which i'm more open to than saying no then yes i think that it would be a very similar uh you know battle and struggle okay i want to I want to touch on uh, and, and go down the rabbit hole of social conditioning here and actually talk about a little bit of that in a little bit more detail as we wrap it up. But I have a question actually on meaning um, really quickly that I want to go back to you and just ask you really quick because I'm curious your thoughts on this. So you, you believe that meaning is is found where? It's derived from the individual based on their collective experiences. Okay, so it's derived on the individual based on their collective experience. If someone were to come to you and I'm not trying to like play the, be like, you think that everybody should just, whatever. But like, if someone were to come to you and be like, Nick, like, dude, I just don't think I have any meaning or any purpose here. Like, I I don't think my life has meaning. Like your life might have meaning. All all these other people's life might have meaning, but I just don't feel like my life has meaning. I'm going to go take my own life. Like what, like what's the logic to say, Hey, maybe their life doesn't have meaning. Like why does their life inherently have meaning? It's a good question. Why does their life inherently have meaning? So I, Again, again it, it, we'd have to define exactly what meaning means. Mm-hmm. Do we mean meaning and purpose? Do we mean meaning and happiness? Because that's a question. That's a level of fulfillment, joy, and happiness, in my opinion. Right, okay. but you you would agree that that person has some reason or meaning or purpose to stay alive, right? Like you, you believe that they were created by whatever it was that created them. This intelligent creator. I don't think that people just because they think that just because their their clothes off that they think they should kill themselves should kill themselves. No, okay. I think that there's much, I think that you can open, open up that inside of the human by changing their thought patterns. 100%. Okay. So if, if each individual person has that meaning and you're set, like, I guess how, how is, is that meaning defined strictly through their relationship with the higher power? Is, is that how they find their meaning? No, I, I think that meaning, honestly, if you want to know exactly why I think what, where humans get the, the furthest I can go, and this is something that I'm extremely confident in, mm-hmm. um, you know, when you look at most individuals and most people, that humans gather meaning through fulfillment. You gather fulfillment through becoming a better person. By becoming a better person, that's a very subjective term as well. That means working towards a goal, whether that's to become a better mother, a better housewife, whatever that might be, providing service and value for other individuals. And so that's the easiest way in order to gain fulfillment and gain meaning inside of life. I think that this... And, and what thing, What thing? like, what gives those things meaning? Like doing those things, doing that goal, that sense of accomplishment, does that meaning come from that higher power? You mean in regards to like the feelings inside? No, more like, okay, you're like, hey, why people, people will find meaning in their work and find meaning in, you know, these things. Like where does meaning come from? Is meaning, does meaning come from that higher power? And I'm I'm generally curious what, what you think on this. Well, I mean, it, it, in regards to the meaning, it comes from the feelings and what we achieve and what our, our consciousness is bringing. And if, you're, if we're going to agree that you know, consciousness is, is, is lit, for lack of a better term, by some sort of something that we don't understand, then yes, I guess you could definitely draw that back to it 100%. Okay, because at the end of the day, if we think that, you know, because like, again, I think there is a a little undertone that we don't quite understand yet that is out there in regards to the source, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, like what we've talked about here. So, yes, I do think that you could make the argument that it's derived from that. 
Okay, so and and just I'm, I'm follow my train of thought here. This is an open question. I'm not trying to prove anything. Sure. So if I want to make sure I understand what you're saying correctly, we're created by an intelligent person. Meaning is or intelligent thing. Meaning is derived somehow, some way. We can tie that meaning back to that higher purpose, whether it was you know the the initial spark or like how it's being determined from us. But like the meaning initially came from what that higher source created and what that higher source did, and we find that meaning through a relationship or a connection of some sort with them. The experiences that we have with that that higher purpose is that correct? Um, not quite to that level. Um, I do think that there is connections to it that can be stronger, but I don't think you even necessarily need to feel extremely spiritual in order to have a lot of meaning and fulfillment in life whatsoever. So there's someone like myself who might, you know, feel a connection to the universe and feel, you know, blessed and look at everything as, you know, a life type of thing. But I also, I don't believe that you need to have, or need to think that in specific terms to have that fulfillment type situation. So I don't think it needs to be like, you know, you need to sit and, and pray or meditate or do some of the things that, you know, I do in order to, to build a connection to get meaning. I think that you can actually not believe in, in anything and still derive meaning if you're working on yourself, growing, providing and fulfilling, building a life of fulfillment. Okay. Let me ask you the question just slightly differently here. And then I, I do okay. want to move on, but like, I, I want to just understand this from you. So I know where you're coming from. Do you yeah. believe that the, the higher purpose source in this case wants us because you believe it's intelligent wants us to have meaning wants us to feel meaningful and like have meaning and purpose in there like when they designed it it's like yep i want these people to have a sense of meaning you know i don't necessarily think that it would it necessarily has to be like that i do think that there's certain energy levels and there's certain um you know, fulfillment factors that it would prefer, but I don't necessarily going to sit here and say, you know what, there's something out there that's sitting there and be like, no, they need to feel a certain way. No, I think like, it's all. So does that, does that higher power here, here, here's what I'm getting at. And like, I'm trying to figure out, like, let me first say this. I'm asking like, is the higher power saddened when we die or when we, when we like take our own life, like if someone commits suicide because they felt like they have no meaning, is that higher power saddened? The reason I'm asking this is because if, if that meaning is derived from the higher power or that higher power gives us meaning or wants us to have meaning or is sad when we have lack of meaning because it's intelligent, then wouldn't or how, once again, I'm not trying to trap you in words. I'm trying to understand here. Like, wouldn't that higher power or meaning want to give us information or set us up for the highest level of success in that meaning search? And if so, if he's like, yeah, he or she is like, yeah, uh, I want them to have meaning. I'm sad if they, you know, kill themselves and die because they don't feel like they have meaning. So therefore, I'm going to want to communicate them with them. I'm want to, I'm going to want to ha have them set up for success, however that's defined in the greatest way possible. Wouldn't that be the case? Like, doesn't do you follow my train of thought there? It, it, would that be so? Wouldn't they want yeah. to communicate with us and give us the, the tools and and things? Because if that be the case, wouldn't there be like, wouldn't that higher power communicate with us so that we know, oh, this is my meaning. This is my purpose. This is the, oh, this is why we were created. We're not just here for meaning. If the higher power would want that from us, wouldn't they communicate, he or she communicate that to us in a way that we could understand in some format so that we go, okay, this is actually why we're here or I'm here or collective society as a whole is here to go and do whatever the meaning was derived from here. Or do you not believe that that, that exists? 
So to an extent, absolutely. I think that there's a connection, you know, that you can have with that. I mean, also the way you look at it, what's, what's running our consciousness, what's lighting the flame that makes the consciousness run. If it's not some sort of intelligent, you know, design or whatever, however we want to describe it. Right. And mm -hmm. what, where does that even come from? You know? And so, and I do believe that you can get gained insights, you know, there's intuition, there's a lot of different things you can do by really opening up and connecting and, and surrendering to the universe and, you know, believe in that type of stuff. So to an extent, yeah, I think I, I, I actually do agree with what you're, you're mm -hmm. saying. Um, now I don't think that it's, it's seen there though. It is black and white because again, you, you're, I think that, I think our biggest differences here is you're a lot more black and white about certain things. And I'm, I'm, I'm much more afraid of, of putting absolute definitions on things mm -hmm. because I know what you're saying, because that's actually, I mean, cause like I said, from, from a fundamental place, but I don't think there's a huge amount of differences between the way you see God and the way I would see the universe and the source and all that. And I've come to conclude on it. I think that where we disagree is the the doctrine in some of the things that are written in one book and one bible and, and, and that type of stuff in the religious and the human aspect of things right because what you're getting is a oh i want to talk to god he's going to speak through me and i'm going to pray and i'm going to connect with him and he wants me to go out and give my life i mean i i, I believe that if you trust in the universe and you believe in, in, the, in the universe you get it's going to take care of you for sure okay so let, and let me ask you the question of then destiny then do you believe that like you are living a great life right now. You're good vibes. You're happy. You're lifting people up. It's amazing. Do you believe that if you turned around, spent the rest of your life as a complete loser, went back to drugs, alcohol, blah, blah, it just was like a complete loser, beat people up, shot people in and out of jail, like just a complete low life nobody. And then you died at the end of your life. You're like, F everything and everyone, right? You die. Do you believe that you'd go to the same place in both scenarios if you lived the current path you're on now versus that path? Like, cause I'm just, I guess what I'm just trying to figure out, like if, if, if there is more than one, and, and this is genuine curiosity here of what you believe, I'm fascinated by this. Right. So it's like, if, if what I do here on earth determines the outcome of where I'm going to end up as in heaven or hell or an afterlife or a different format or whatever that looks like, if what I do here does that and the thing upon which determines that is God, source, universe, whatever it is. If they're the one that's ultimately determine that, wouldn't they give us like guidelines and things like that in some form of absolute that's like, hey, by the way, if you want to go here, you must do this. And even if that's sure. just as you got to be a good person and here's what good is, which I don't believe that, but let's just hypothetically say, right? There's got to be some form of absolute path or thing that says, Okay, maybe there's 50 paths to get to heaven, right? But in order to get to heaven, you must, afterlife, right? In order to get to good afterlife, positive afterlife, ideal situation afterlife, instead of going to non-ideal afterlife, these are the absolutes. And maybe there's 50 variables, but there's these core absolutes. When, like, do you believe in something like that or not? I don't, yeah. I don't necessarily think that what you do here is going to determine an absolute afterlife. Okay. 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 That's cool. a whole different conversation. And I've actually opened to a lot of different um, ideas or whether that's, you know, reincarnation or whether that's actually different levels. I've read books and proof of heaven is actually a really interesting book um, by an MD surgeon who died in yeah. you know, whatever. I don't know if you ever read that one, but there's, there's quite a few books that he actually came back and talks about it, things of that nature. Um, but I'm open to a lot of different variants there, but no, I don't think that there is a specific definition. And the reason why is because again, good evil is, literally based on our conditioning yeah for sure yeah, so let me really quick move to condition give me one second bro. I gotta, yeah no you're good you're good yeah so guys while he's checking that I, 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 the ultimate thing that i'm i'm just trying to understand here is you know going back to the four questions that we 
have that I believe you have to answer, which is where's our origin? Where do we come from? Who created us? What's our meaning here, right? Like, why are we put on this earth? What is our, our, our meaning and purpose here to what we're supposed to accomplish? And then three, uh, where do we end up, right? So destiny, like, do we end up in heaven or do we end up in hell? Do we end up bad or good? Uh, is that bad or good? And then morality, which is, is there a bad or good in there? And I believe if we can answer those four questions, then everything else falls into place because we can point back to say, okay, if this is good and bad, if, if this is how we're determining good and bad, that answers that question. And we can say, oh, that is good. That is bad. And then we can say purpose. We can say, well, or, I mean, I'm sorry, destiny. If we can answer that question, then we know that our, our actions here will affect our destiny or not, depending upon what we believe as far as destiny is concerned. And then also obviously meaning and, and origin we already covered. So that's kind of more specifically what it is that I'm, I'm going for and I'm trying to look at. And actually, you know what? I can bring this camera back this way to me here. That's ultimately what I'm trying to get at and understand. And I'm not trying to convince him of my way. He has asked me a lot of questions on that, um, on what I believe. I'm not trying to convince him. I'm trying to present my side, but then also better understand where he's coming from because it is fascinating to me. I've never really met anyone quite like Nick um, and you know what he is and, and why he's choosing to do those certain things and live in, in this certain way. So um, it's been pretty cool. So anyway, um, Nick is back. So we're going to bring him back on the camera here. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, We'll have, to, we'll have to have that conversation another time as far as the afterlife thing. I do want to touch on, do you have a hard cutoff here? Uh, do you have no. A couple minutes? Okay. A couple yeah. minutes. Okay. So I want to talk about social conditioning. I know this is something that you really, really wanted to touch on. I want to give it the time of day here because I do think it's very, very relevant to what you're saying. My counter reaction to social conditioning we already covered, which is the justice thing and that God is a God of justice and that God is going to give people equal opportunity to, to choose or deny him. But I do want to touch on the social conditioning and turn that over to you to kind of explain your thoughts on how much that plays into who we become. Absolutely. And we've been talking about it, you know, intermittently throughout this entire situation, right? Cause my, my belief patterns are, and it's tough to, to see otherwise every single thing that you believe do grow up, all that type of stuff um, is defined by social conditioning in one way or another. Now there's certain, there's certain, negative aspects that you can get out of like let's say for example someone grows up in a cult and they're able to escape or whatever um, but there's some who, who don't right so i think that social conditioning drives a bigger portion of our lives than any of us can can ever imagine um it's the reason you're wearing the hat it's the reason why you've got you know an american flag in the background it's the reason why we do whatever we we want we can think that we have our own opinions and thoughts, but it's all based on what we believe on in regards to other people. Um, and I can give a whole ton of examples of that, how easily people manipulated and we think we're thinking logically, but we're not thinking logically whatsoever. Um, and we've talked about it before, you know, when I said, if we're, if I drop you anywhere in the world in regards to a zip code, there's a 95% chance likelihood you're going to grow up and have those beliefs, those patterns, that type of stuff, whether that's religious, whether that's monetary patterns, whether that's, you know, all that type of stuff. And so the real big thing I want to bring up with it was, is this, this concept that we have a, an information, an information gap versus, you know, a knowledge income gap, or I'm sorry, an information gap versus like an income gap and that type of stuff. So that's really my, my big thing. We've talked a lot about it. I feel like throughout this thing, so when you go, I mean, depending on what question you got, but like yeah. everything that we do was decided by marketers, everything, yeah. not, not Marketers. And before that, it was the people who were closest to us and were around us. I mean, we, it can be brought up by burning witches at the stake. It can be brought up by, um, you know, Nazi Germany. There's, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book called The Wave, but it's about a high school in Palo Alto that recreated the Nazi Germany experiments in, I think, the 60s or 70s. And it got to where some of the students, the teacher led it, and some of the students were, you know, like the SS, and some of them were, were the, the Jews and were, were mm. you know, getting ran over. And it got to a point where, the, as the people who were operating as the Nazis, 
like we're sort of beating the, the kids like you know they're beating these people because of the conditioning that went down over a, a couple months period of running an experiment and we see this all the time when it comes to experiments so the conditioning that we have in my biggest thing in regards to the the listeners is just be aware of everything you do as a condition and if you vehemently believe something this is right on the top of the truth make sure you question it yeah make sure you start looking at it because you and i both know because we align in a lot of ways politically um that conditioning can can really destroy individuals and people and they can think that they're right you know so that's really yeah. the main thing in regards to conditioning i don't know where you want to take it but yeah uh, so I, I have a question for you on that specifically because I 100% agree with you, especially as a marketer. People think they have free will to make their choices in decision-making or whatever. But like me as a marketer, and, and you know this, whatever, guys, if I want to sell something, the first question that I ask myself is who's buying this, right? Yeah. Like who's already, who is my most high likely chance of buying this? And I just run ads directly to you. And I mean, now, I mean, it's down. I mean, I don't know if you saw this or not, um, uh, uh, Parcel or what not parcel par, par, i can't even pronounce his last name trump's campaign manager was at 10x growth con got up on stage interviewed i mean grant had some controversial people there he had scooter braun there <clears throat> he had trump's campaign manager there he had floyd mayweather there i mean there's some big big hitters there but on stage trump's campaign manager is like we're gonna spend a billion dollars between now and the election on facebook and youtube ads wow billion dollars all right like a hundred million or something at the the first round yeah it was, so like you think about it and bloomberg already in three months has spent 500 million yeah so okay so like ads don't work my favorite is look like oh i'll never click on an ad ads don't work on me i'm like <laughs> you know what I mean? the first ad might not work but yeah. the 72nd one absolutely yeah. will and so so i guess my my um the, the thing that i want to talk about and bring up to you is what what are so I am very, very aware. Like, I actually believe in, um, how do I say this without contradicting everything that I just said and sounding like a complete lunatic. Like, um, I, I know what people mean by the matrix, okay? Now, now from a religious standpoint, let's, we're not going to go there, but th this, this idea that it's, we're all just kind of programmed to, to do the same thing over and over and over again. And like, we really don't have any control over acts. Like you look at the subconscious mind, you look at how beliefs are formed, you look at how people are act. Like 90% of us is just programmed. It's our subconscious, right? Over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. So how we act, how we think, what we eat, what we wear, who we hang out with, how we talk, like everything is very, 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 very much programmed by our surroundings in, in true matrix format, right? And so there's, when you look at the money system and the financial system, especially in America, I mean, it's very, very, very evident here, right? That what, like we were created to this. So part of the, the goal of Think Different Theory is to get people to step out of it, to get people to question everything and to get people to be like, why do you actually believe what you believe? Why do you actually function the way that you function? The, the, the mission statement of Think Different Theory is to help people understand why they believe what they believe and give them the tools and resources to go out and live accordingly. All right. Like that's the fundamental thing of, of what, what it is that we're trying to do here. So for the person out there that thinks a certain way that is so, so fundamentally certain of like, this is what I believe to be true or like, this is how I'm going to operate or do because of social conditioning, how can they, and this is kind of more of a teaching moment, you know, how can yeah. they go out and start to 
realize where it is that they're being manipulated and realizing the ideas that they be fed and actually try to go get to the source of things to make actual logical decisions, not based on that. Like, how did you do that? What do you recommend people to do? Yeah. Oh boy. That's a, that's a great question. There's a lot that goes into that. Um, because I mean, I'll even be the misfit or admit that, you know, there's things that I'm conditioned to believe and do that I don't even think about because there is so much unconscious behavior. The biggest thing, and this is one of my, my favorite quotes, uh, you know, from the Buddha is question everything, question everything you hear, you know, why does it make sense? The worst answer ever is because we've always done it. Right. Right. And one of the big ways that people can, can do this in regards to, um, you know, breaking a, a certain belief pattern. Because once you first, you have to question everything. You know, one of the, so let me give you an example, right? I'll give you an example on how you can actually snap yourself out. And this is going to be similar to what you were just saying. But let's say, for example, that someone comes to me and says, you know what, we can't grow the business by 100%, right? That's a belief, that's a condition. Because, and then the question is, why is, well, no one else has ever done it, right? No, no, or, or not no one else has ever done it. The people told me they couldn't do it. They're conditioned to believe they couldn't do it because, you know, it's, it's hard to get the 100% growth. But the real question would be, here's a three-part process where you can actually start when you catch yourself, you know, in a situation um, where you've got a negative belief pattern or, you know, maybe I don't want to go down that route. Actually, no, let's do it. Okay, let, here's how you can catch yourself and you can catch other people as well. So if you start hearing other people say things that you know they're socially conditioned to believe, um, I wanna, let me think of a good example. Um, the 100% business one isn't, isn't the best example. Um, let's see. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. While you're thinking about that, I we don't have time to go down this rabbit hole because we've been going for two hours and fifteen minutes. Okay. I, 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 no, 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 no. This rabbit hole is fine. Like I don't care. We can go down this rabbit hole for okay. fifteen more minutes. I mean, the, the point that I'm about to bring up. I just want to point this out. Don't hate me for it. I just think it's funny. Something to think about. One of the things that you said there that I'm I'm laughing at and have to think about is accepting some like accepting something just because everybody else said it's true is ridiculous or that's the way everybody else thinks is ridiculous. That's kind of how you came to the conclusion of like what, like how we define truth. And that's kind of ridiculous, right? Like everybody else thinks that it's true. And that's kind of ridiculous just because that's what we decide is right or wrong. So that's ridiculous. So going like back to earlier, you're like, well, we decide what's right and wrong based on the collective norms of society. And like, isn't that kind of like what you're saying right now though? Like that's kind of ridiculous to do. Like, yeah. right. Like we shouldn't do that. They're, 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 they're yeah. There's the, the collective norm of society is almost always wrong, right? Yes. So if the collective normal society thinks that killing someone is wrong or is right, they're probably wrong. You know what I mean? Like aren't how you're determining truth isn't how you determined or I'm sorry, isn't how you determine what is right and wrong based on the collective whole of society? No, definitely not. That's how most humans. Oh, do. that's how most humans. Not do. Specifically. Not that's specifically. Where come from, right. And I'm you, not saying that's like, no, no, I don't want to make a decision based on the collective whole of you society. Know, you're, you're acting yeah. in truth. The truth to you. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Right. No, no, no. Completely separate. Yeah. Go, go back I get what it. Okay. Not it yet. Okay. Uh, so basically let's, let's, let basically here's, you know, the three step pattern. If you notice someone who's got a limiting belief pattern, or you know that they are socially conditioned to believe something that may not be true. Like, Oh, I can't lose 20 pounds. And I can't achieve financial freedom. It's impossible. I can't get out of debt. Yeah, let's just do that, right? Um, the way that you can interrupt people's patterns, you first have to break the internet by asking a question, right? Is this really true? Do you have all the information here that you can't achieve financial freedom? Has anyone ever done it before, right? Because first you have to, in order to break a belief pattern and break a social conditioning pattern, right? And again, this is slightly different than we talked about, but this is something that's really valuable and really, really good to be able to do is you need to first induce doubt, right? That's so you can start to break beliefs. Yes. Okay, you have to first induce doubt and the only way you can do that is by asking somebody a question. You can't say, no, of course you can achieve financial freedom. I did it. And then they're like, you're right. And then you never get anywhere because it doesn't mean you have right. to come to the conclusion, right? 
And so first you need to ask them that. And then the next question would be, now that you've, you started to induce doubt, like how does it make you feel when you believe that you can't achieve financial freedom? You know, that type of stuff. And then like, oh man, it's terrible. It sucks. You know, I'm, I'm miserable. It's like, well, what if that wasn't the case? What if you didn't have that thing and you believe what X, Y, Z was, right? And so if you go down this three questions, so basically induce doubt, right? Asking questions, do you have all the information? You know, what is this really true? And the next step is, well, what if you, how does this, how does this belief make you feel? How does this belief pattern make you feel about certain situations? And then the third thing you want to do is, well, what if this belief pattern didn't actually exist? Then what would you go out and do? And then from there, you can actually come up with a plan to go out and achieve financial freedom. So that's a completely different detour than what we were talking about, but that's a good way to play. That's actually really good. Yeah. If if this certain thing that you believe wasn't true, what would you go out to do different? Like, what would you go do? Exactly. Mm. And yeah, exactly. What, what could you be able to do? What kind of freedom would you have? Because we place ourselves in these blocks and these freedoms and we look at things in black and white. So that's a way, even if you see yourself, because sometimes we have limiting beliefs that we know of, you know, it's more powerful to do some other people, but you need to be able to, to watch yourself for the limiting beliefs as well, which again, is a kind of slightly different conversation. Yeah. So can, the biggest thing you can do is read a lot question everything and not like just read the news, but I mean like read different books, different ideas, different topics. And by that, I mean, being able to understand a little bit about different sources. Like I think it's important for people to understand certain things about science and certain things about biology and certain things about this. And I'm not saying you want to be well-rounded and spread, right. but understand that. But then also know that most people are wrong all the time and just operate from that fact. Now there's certain things like, yeah, when the fire's hot, we want to make sure we don't hit in the fire. But like, what we don't want to do is listen to our parents who told us that money grows up, didn't grow on trees. That fucks us up forever. And it fucks up our internal dialogue and the way we go about things and all that type of stuff, right? Or, oh, you can't do this. Or, oh, everyone needs to go get a job. Or, this is what all of everyone's doing, right? So basically, if the collective majority believes it on a lot of things, they're usually wrong. Now, I know you brought up the example about killing, and yes, we do Right, that. right, right. It's not everything black and white. That's more of morality, right and wrong. You're talking about, like, what's possible. Yeah, and situation. then also make sure you don't get social conditioned like question everything. why am i wearing these shoes why do i why do i want to drive this car yeah. you know what do i want to do you know you and i know that the only reason anyone ever does anything is either to raise status or lower status depending on what they want to do and people might be like well, why do you want lower status it's like well you know the, the person doesn't want to have anyway um question everything that's the biggest thing that i would say awesome man okay guys we're gonna wrap it up there it's been two hours and 20 minutes with you we had a little hiccup there at the beginning but it was good nick Dude, it's always such a blast to have a conversation with you. I'll have to do it again, I'm sure. I learned a lot here, dude. I learned a lot about what you believe, and uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here and explain it. Absolutely, man. I, I'm really thinking about those those four pillars as well. You, you know, there's a, there's a lot we can go down and keep knocking with those, but I think that's a really interesting questions to ask in regards to starting to create the frame of reality that you want to live in, yeah. um, regardless of whether that's a biblical purpose or not. Those are four very powerful questions that people can use in order to search and, and um, you know really learn more about themselves as well. Origin, meaning, uh, destiny, morality. And the reason is those four guys, and I think it could be potentially more than those, but I think that all other questions come back to those four things. Where do we come from? Why are we here? Where are we going? What's good and evil? And then even what you were saying with your definitions of justice, forgiveness, love, those types of situations. Fascinating talk, man. Always appreciate it. Sure yeah. Yeah, yeah, we, we could go forever. Next. Well, 15 hours, but uh, appreciate having me on, I, I feel like I feel like maybe, maybe, and we'll let the people decide, but I feel like maybe we should start a podcast, like maybe like once a week or once a month, we just come on and we just talk about this, just like totally separate and call it like, uh, I don't know, God versus source. Ha ha ha. Honestly, that, that would be a lot of fun, man. You let me know that like, we could, we could definitely keep going because I do want to keep digging deeper. Yeah. I also want to go study more and learn more and yeah. raise 
you know, it raises up. Cause I mean, again, we're not at this to prove each other wrong. We're all just looking for, we're all just looking for a way to, to be happier, more fulfilled. What's right about the earth, how we can contribute more and build more value, man. So um, it's been a pleasure talking with you, bro. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Guys, this has been Nick Robbins on Think Different Theory with Josh Forty. As always, hustle, hustle. God bless. Do not be afraid to think different because those of us that think different will be the ones that change the world. I love you all, and I will see you on Friday, 12 o'clock Eastern time. I will see you then. Take it easy, fam. Peace. Yo, what's up, guys? You've been listening to the Think Different Theory with myself, Josh Forty, which I like to call a new paradigm of thinking. And real quick, I got a question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I want to ask a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message of positivity and making the world a better place is if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this is out on, that you like my stuff, and that I'm doing something right. So if you could take like three seconds out of your day and subscribe, leave a rating and a review, I would be forever grateful for you. Also, I want to hear from you. I want to know your feedback, your ideas, and your questions for future episodes. So be sure to hit me up on Instagram in the DM at Josh Forty or via email contact at thinkdifferenttheory.com.